Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Book and Wrestling Podcast after almost two weeks away. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I am your host. My name is whatever it was supposed to be. It's been so long that I don't remember now. Um, I don't either. Um, was it stupendous? No. I'm going to look at the text that, I, that Kyle and I were sending back and forth. Was it vicious? Maybe it was vicious. It was vicious. It was vicious. vicious. Because you are delicious, Dwayne Davis. That's right. That's and right. That name, that name is sticking. Yeah. You know, in fact, I'm I'm going to change it on the on the Zoom. I don't know. If, I don't think that the name that you show up on Zoom, like I'm going to do to put it on YouTube, but I'm going to change it. Delicious Dwayne Davis. You know, I've had to change people's names before when they they pop up and it's their actual shoot name. Yeah. Interview. I think. Hold on. Let me just in let case. Let me fix that. Yeah. Fix just that in case to, it shows up. Yeah. To your wrestling name, because some of them, I mean, they're very, uh, very protective of their privacy. You know, which I don't I mean, blame. They, yeah, I don't blame one bit. So I was like, yeah, let me go ahead and fix that. You know, so, um, so it didn't pop up, and next thing they know, they have people knocking on the door. Going, hey, you know, people, or people like, no, hey, I saw you the other night. I don't like what yeah. you did. You know, so <laughs> yeah, so people people get like that. Unfortunately, people are crazy. Yeah, yep. And speaking of crazy, today we're going to be reviewing SummerSlam 2022. Now, this is probably going to be the most different kind of review we will ever do unless we have an opportunity that comes like this in the future because Dwayne is going to be reviewing it from a person he was actually there in yeah. person in nashville five rows from the very top of the stadium yeah but he can still the, see I, everything yeah i bought the cheap seats because eh, but the picture that, the picture you sent me you know that where you see the ring it didn't mm-hmm. look like it was that bad no well the zoom on my ca- on my phone is fantastic and, and <laughs> he also has a zoom on his phone which is great and and i know they had the videos that they were yeah they had they had the uh you know the video walls at each end zone because they were at the you know, nissan stadium the titans field so they had that and then they had a one above the ring too so you could see what was going on because that when we first got there we got uh once we got to our seats uh Hope was saying how the ring from where we were sitting, the ring looked like uh, one of Caden's little toy wrestling rings that he used to have <laughs> when he was little. I mean, it's like it, it did look like that, but uh, I'm glad they had it. Was kind of cool though, watching the matches and going back and forth, watching like in the ring and then the and then video, the, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so Dwaylon was there watching live, so he could not obviously, you could not hear the commentary. No, which my wife thought was very weird. She's like, she's like, this is weird to me. She's like, she said, I like the entrance. I like the end of the match. She's like, but there's no commentary. So you're just sitting here watching. And I'm like, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure somebody there had the Peacock Network pulled up and were watching it on their phone or listening on their phone. Oh, but, I'm sure somebody did. I didn't think about that. I should have. Uh, but the delay would be. Yeah. You know, um, because they had to have the seven, they always have to have the seven second delay. Um, yeah. Especially mm-hmm. during the last match. And I, they, I know they had the seven second delay. During the last <laughs> match. Yeah. Uh, and because at one point, all of a sudden you did hear it. Yeah. Sound dropped and then came out. But I know the reason why you, because I know exactly what was being said. <laughs> um, because when you're our age, I mean, you just, you just know these things. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> but before we get, Move on to that. I'm going to go ahead and give our contact and list info if I can remember it since I was the one who was been. I was, I, I, it was my fault that we weren't able to do anything for like almost two weeks. 
Well, I mean, you were, I mean, you took your daughter to Florida to move her in down there. I mean, yep. you're spending time with your family. We always say family comes first. So, yep. and I, and I even said, if the Wi-Fi connection is good enough, we may try it. If I get time, mm -hmm. unfortunately you had the free Wi-Fi, but they actually said no streaming, uh, which meant you could try to stream. Your signal was not going to be very good. Gotcha. Okay. You know, or you could pay between 15 and $20 a day, depending on which hotel you were in a day, a day. It wasn't just, okay, you're paying for it now. It'll last your entire stay. No, yeah. It was 15 to 20, 15 to two twenty. I guess it depending on which hotel, because we stayed in different hotels. This wasn't just a, just us driving straight to Orlando, staying there and then mm -hmm. just driving back. Um, you know, so we stayed in a few different hotels, like on the way there, it took us three days. Well, we stopped. Well, first night was in uh, right aside Asheville, North Carolina. And next morning we got up and drove to Jekyll Island, Georgia. And we were there for a few days. Oh, okay. Which a okay. uh, very nice place. Um, definitely go check that out. If you're looking for like a vacation where you just want to kind of sit and chill and sit on the beach and, um, you know, where you, you can swim, things like that, you know, where you're not looking to go party, party, party every day. Mm -hmm. Good place, you know, really good place. I mean, uh, and we had a pretty good time, even though we did have a, had a couple of complaints about the hotel that they were valid complaints. And my wife, when she left, they realized, oh my, she's a travel agent. <laughs> and so, yeah. And the manager, she was actually really cool uh, because, well, one of the big complaints was um, like the first morning we were there, we were starving. You know, we woke up a little bit later because, you know, we slept in because we'd mm -hmm. been traveling for a few days. And we get down to the, the restaurant and it's 10 after 10. And the thing, the website advertises it stops at 11. Right. Their paper or the stuff they hand us at the hotel says 10.30. I woke up to order and they said, oh, the um, the cook just shut down the grill. Um, No. No. And they're like, oh, we can let him know. He can start it back up. And we're like, I don't want him spitting in my food. Exactly. You know, exactly. so. Um, and of course, like the next morning, we made sure we got down there way before, you know, beforehand, you know, so we make sure. Mm -hmm. But when we left, my wife, she told them the, the manager and, and the manager, she was extremely apologetic. She's like, you know, because they just opened up a few months ago. So they're still working out a lot of kinks. Gotcha. Um, one of the things also, you know, and she said, oh, well, she was going to find out who it was um, working that morning. And mm -hmm. she was going to be having a meeting with them to find out why are you shutting down the, the grill 20 minutes early? Yeah. And there are people in line who were hungry, wanting to eat. Mm -hmm. you know without actually coming out and announcing hey we just ran out of food okay i could that's it sucks that's, yeah but, but that's understandable that's yeah. understandable and nowadays i mean that supply chain issues are everywhere so i mean it's yeah. like that happened yeah you know, i've seen mcdonald's run out of hamburgers mm -hmm. no i mean it it happens unfortunately but she said she's got a meeting with that she's like not that but um we don't have an electric car but they have parking spots for electric cars mm -hmm. and you see people park there in vehicles that were not nowhere i'm sorry an, oh. f1, an f-150 is not an electric car <laughs> no no and people were just parked there and um and my wife being the travel agent she's like you know because she's even telling me she's like because i would love to recommend this place she's like because you know, besides the little things like that you know i mean the place is lovely and mm -hmm. the manager said yes yeah, they've had a problem with that people parking there she's like they've actually asked people we need you to move your car 
And the people look at them, no. Okay. A tow truck moved their car for them. Oh, yeah. Yep. And because they will, they will call the tow. If you don't want to move your vehicle, they will move it for you. You know, so, uh, and there was, you know, a few other little things, um, you know, but there were little things, but they, they had, they actually gave us like a hundred dollar rebate or a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Rebate or whatever you want to call it, you know, reimbursement. Cool. Um, and then actually the banjo said the reason why, because she was grateful to hear about those things Mm -hmm. because she would not have known about them otherwise. Right. Right. You know, so, and she doesn't want somebody extremely irate Mm -hmm. coming to them and, um, you know, but besides, I mean, yeah, but Jekyll Island's really nice. And then, um, of course, went down to Orlando and um, went to Universal first night. And that was kind of a mistake because my son was on his scooter or his, his little thing because of his broken yeah. ankle. He had a miserable time because it's hard to even get back. And then people are just jerks. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not going to say the names. We called a few people because at one point his legs were so sore, his right leg from being that's the one he was having to use to move around his left leg because it was just bent on right. the scooter. Yeah. And so eventually we just had him sit on it, put his feet in it, and we pulled him. Well, mm-hmm. some woman said, oh, look at the little baby or something like that. And my wife turned around and said a couple of things that were not, were not very nice to the woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was somebody else. We were going along and, you know, it was getting close to the end. They were getting ready to close. They had already closed one side of the park because universal you know is set up in like two different sections like mm-hmm. universal studios and then i can't remember the other one um but it's two totally different sections and you know our side was you know one side already closed and so our side was getting ready to close in like 30 minutes so people walking out this woman stops i mean right in front of me we smacked into her you know because she was she had just stopped that sudden mm-hmm. and i may have called her not so nice name either <laughs> not, not the not, not the worst name I could have called somebody, but the first there was, it's a compound word. The, mm-hmm. first, the first word was dumb. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. And so, you know, uh, so the first night was not as great, uh, but I mean, the rest of the trip, you know, went a lot smoother because we only stayed in that hotel just that one night. That was actually another lesson learned on our part, you know, because we you know we wanted to stay in this really 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 nice place, mm-hmm. but. Of course, we, we had to be out by a certain time the next morning, right. or else they charge it for another night. I'm like, I don't want to mm-hmm. get charged for another night, <laughs> you yeah. know. So we need to get up and get out. Yep. You know, get checked out so we can. Um, I mean, this place had valet parking. Wow. Um, yeah, and you know, and of course, we saw somebody pull up to do the valet parking. I had never seen a BMW Roadster before. Oh, I have. I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, with the the doors that kind of go straight up. Yep. It, yep. It's like out slightly and then up. I'm like, mm-hmm. what are they driving? I'm like, it looks like a BMW. BMW makes like a Ferrari looking car. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or, or a Lamborghini looking. I was like, wow. And of course they got out and because they had the kind of money to afford that car and valet parking. <laughs> I'm like, I want to be your friend. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know? like, I just hang out with you. <laughs> I was, yeah. I mean, you know, and, but you know, we still did, um, you know, it's kind of cool things. So we went to the world's largest McDonald's right there in Orlando and the ice cream machine was still broken. Yeah. <laughs> it was the, I mean, they actually had a line because that's like its own separate <laughs> little register, you know, where you can get yeah. like any kind of the ice cream stuff. And it was, <laughs> I was like, I wonder if they did that just as a prop anyway, you know, Probably. but 
I mean, this, this place had pasta. They had pizza. You know, they had stuff that you don't normally find at McDonald's. Mm-hmm. And I, I just got a, a couple of McChickens. Did they have and hot dogs? They did not have hot dogs. Uh, they, I, I know, know they, they have in they, the past, but I know that used to be a thing. McDonald's tried out having hot dogs, but it was like, mm, nah. <laughs> um, we did have hot dogs at a place a couple of days later at an A and W. In fact, on the way to Orlando, we stopped at Cookout in Pooler, Georgia. <laughs> Cookout, I'll tell you what, Cookout. Cookout's a place. good. Yeah, there's one here. Uh, when we lived in uh, Murray, we used to go to the Cookout a lot. It's um, well, we uh, we had eaten at a cookout in is either North or South Carolina on a totally different trip a few years ago. We just said, okay, we're going to have to make sure we stop at by at least one cookout on the way to and from. And we, so we stopped at one in Pooler just because I haven't said, oh, cookout, let's go there because we were starting to get that hunger. Oh, what do you want to eat? I don't know. What do you want to eat? I want this. Oh. So I'm like, cookout, we're going there. Okay. Because so <laughs> we all like cookout. Yeah. And so on the way back, we also stopped at a cookout in Richmond, Kentucky. Okay. That one food was good. However, they were drive through only. Oh, uh, Rich. Yeah. I've been to the one in Richmond. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, kids right. had, yeah. Kids had a swim meet in Richmond a few years ago when they were on the um, special Olympics okay. uh, swim team. And we had the, um, the year end meets and stuff were in Richmond. So yeah, okay. I've been to that one that at the time, you know, there was no COVID though. So, it was still it was still done in, but it was the food was good. Yeah. Oh, the food's yeah. The food is fantastic. I mean, because all right, everybody, if you live in the south, you're used you're normally you're used to eating like cookout type food. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It's hot dogs, hamburgers, things like that. And so yeah. got myself a couple hot dogs uh there. And then we drove to the Bucky's, you know, the brand because we stopped at Bucky's on the way down because we'd never I had never been to Bucky's. Mm-hmm. And then, and so we passed by, I was like, well, I guess we're not going to hit Bucky's on the way back. We're just going to hit cookout. What do you mean drive through only? So we turned around, went right back to the Bucky's so we could, <laughs> you know, didn't want to eat while driving in the car. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it's my wife's new car and she has a thing about, yeah. you know, right now it's, it's brand new car and she will punch you in the face if you drop a crumb. <laughs> and I'm like, it's on a road trip. It's going to get dirty. You know, you cannot avoid getting dirty on a road trip. You know, and she's just, like, you oh, just, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And <laughs> and so we went over to the buck. You still ate in the car, but it's a lot easier to not get crummy. Yeah. Right. Um, but missed a chance of meeting both Jamie and John from True Crime Cast mm. and Bless Our Hearts. Uh, almost met John, but he had a meeting that came up. He was going to be in at the exact same time that we we're going to be at Bucky's. And so he's like, okay, next time. Jamie was actually out of town in that one because he was in Boston helping uh, film part of a documentary, a true crime oh. documentary. Yep. Cool. You know, um, but he was there in town. John was out of town. We were coming back because John was on vacation, ironically enough, down in Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was around St. Augustine, I think. So Jamie and I were like, okay, maybe we, you know, he and I can meet up. But he couldn't because um, his wife is actually helping out with the floods in eastern kentucky oh okay you know so he you know he has a kid yeah so that's been pretty bad too well, apparently we drove through that rain that really we, yeah we didn't even realize the flood because I mean, we were on 75 mm-hmm. you know heading down so we didn't um we didn't realize what the floods were doing until we the first night we stopped and i'm like the headline that then said five people killed mm-hmm. so far governor of kentucky says there will probably be more and i'm like 
Yeah, there's. Uh, I think it's up to it's, fifteen it's or twenty, really? maybe more. I thought it was in the thirties. Hold on, let me. Might be by now. Um, um, the thing with Eastern Kentucky, though, there's a lot of you know, there's a lot of hollers yeah. up there where it's like you're down in this you know valley almost, mm-hmm. and when that rain, when that all that water comes through, there's you know, there's nowhere to, there's no way to avoid it. And now it's been a week, so. Um, of course, it's not going to be the really big news story anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, but I know it was, um, it was a lot, unfortunately. Yeah. And, unfortunately, yeah. Um, in fact, I was catching up on my, my podcast this morning and on the true crime cast, um, Jamie actually, he comes in the very beginning and he said, this is not a normal advertisement, so please don't skip us. And he said, you know, we're, um, we're raising, helping raise money to help people in Eastern Kentucky. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, we'll try to look a little bit more and then I'll probably have to, um, have to stop because we got wrestling to talk about. Um, and you know what? I can't find it right now. So, um, but either way, it, if anybody, if you know of a way to help out the people in East Kentucky, because yeah, they were hit pretty hard. Um, my wife actually has family members in Jackson. That was one of the towns that were hit pretty bad. Mm. And yeah, so she's she's starting to hear updates from them. Yeah. Know, some of them, I mean, they yeah, they evacuated. Yeah. Um, but there was somebody else though, they think their house may have been just gone. Yeah. 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 You know, but um anyway, so but yeah, we ate uh back to the, the original story, which is also not not the wrestling story, but <laughs> we're coming back. Mm-hmm. And you know, so I wasn't able to meet Jamie then, but we said definitely, you know, we're gonna have all because I'm I'm about two, two and a half hours away from them. Because mm-hmm. uh, we're about a little, little over two hours away from Richmond. They live in Berea, which is like 10, 20 minutes away from Richmond. Right. And they go up to that Bucky's and they cook it all. In fact, when I told Jamie, I was like, yeah, so the cookout is drive through Wally. And he's like, man, they're still doing that. <laughs> <I was like, laughs> so apparently it's been on for a while. Yeah. Know, drive through Wally. So, um, but anyway, sorry, ladies and gentlemen, for boring you about, you know, that part of the travel stories. I will throw in more as we go. But first, I want to give our contact listening info as long as I can remember it because it's been that long. If you'd like to email us, it's armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. Find us on Instagram at armchairbooking. Find us on TikTok at bookingarmchair. Find us, uh, I'm sorry, find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. Find us on TikTok at armchairbookingpodcast. And I will have to say it like that because apparently I've been saying it wrong because when I gave Dwayne the information to log in, to maybe upload some videos from SummerSlam. Gave them the wrong information. And I'm like, I know that password works. Oh, I gave them the right password. I didn't give them the right username. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, my bad. <laughs> I don't know. Were you able, I haven't even checked. Were you able to log in? No, I was never able to get in. It was still wouldn't really? let me in. So I don't know what was going on. Huh. I wonder. Because, yeah, TikTok's not one of those where you can only be logged in one device at a time for a username. No, because Hope and I are both, you know, we we're both logged into our uh, our big and fat page. So I don't know. Hmm. It was weird because I I used all the information you gave me, and it still wouldn't. Even hmm. if you gave me the the different username, it still yeah. wouldn't let me in. So. Yeah, because that was weird. Because I, I mean, I actually had to log out because I couldn't. Yeah, that's when I had to log out. Keep trying all passwords until finally get it yeah. right. And I didn't want to keep trying. I didn't want to keep doing it because it only gave you five attempts before it locks you out. Ah, of your account. so gotcha. 
I tried a couple of times and it didn't work. So I'm like, I don't want to lock us out. So, okay. Um, I mean, I could just change the password, but that's the story for another day. Um, <laughs> that way we, we, we both have it. Uh, well, I thought we both had it now, but I don't know what I did. Anyway, I, now I'm going to look at the password that I gave. To <laughs> um, but anyway, so at TikTok or TikTok, it's at armchair booking podcast. And you can find our merch store. It's at tpublic.com slash user slash armchair dash booking dash podcast. You can find us on YouTube. You know that already if you're watching us. Mm-hmm. But we're on no other video platforms that I know of. I, I haven't even heard about any third-party ones because YouTube, I mean, they lock stuff down pretty tight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, you're on there. Yeah, they keep it locked down. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can go. I, I don't know if we can, there's a way I can upload to, like, Daily Motion, you know, because that's another one. But yeah. Um, them their daily motion that one's um it's almost they have they almost have too much at times it's almost hard to find stuff because yeah yeah do a search and all of a sudden you'll get like a thousand results mm-hmm. you know in addition to whatever it is you're looking for and you got to sift through everything um but yeah i know you used to be able to find some good speed run videos for video games that's but, true yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's usually what i would go there for yeah it's like all right somebody just beat mario 3 in like 11 minutes i gotta check yeah. this out yeah it's and like i gotta know how they did it yeah, no exaggeration. It's like eleven minutes, mm-hmm. and they had like over ninety nine extra lives. Yeah, you know. And then I saw that I was like, ah, I didn't find out later on they're using an emulator. I'm like, I don't care. That that was just cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but any as far as audio platforms go, you can find us just about any kind of audio platform there is. If we're not there, let us know. And we try we do whatever we can to get ourselves added. You can find also find Joylan at fat underscore daddy seventy three on Twitter. You can find him on his YouTube and TikTok channels at uh, <coughs> big, big and Fat. And you can find my other podcast at, at the Cubicle Chat. Just go on the audio platforms. Not on video yet, but you can find that Twitter at Cubicle underscore chat. And there's also a Facebook page for it, but I do more stuff on Twitter because I'm trying to build it. And yeah. Yeah, I've kind of figured out Twitter is really the way to go as far as like getting mm-hmm. listeners. Yep. But Facebook is kind of a good way to advertise things. It's yeah, you know, so I yeah. mean, it's good to use both for, you know, for whatever. So, um, I don't believe I forgot anything because I think last time, even doing this all the time, I still forgot something. No, I think you got everything this time. I got everything. Okay, cool. So, how was it live at SummerSlam? It was amazing. One of the, honestly, one of the best nights of my life. It was just fantastic like the just the experience of being there and um hope said i was in my element there was you know just surrounded by wrestling fans and you're talking (laughs) to people and just talking about wrestling which is what i love to do so it was it was great it was awesome and you were wearing some new t-shirts that you designed yeah um hope made some uh Hope made us uh, a new logo for the podcast. Uh, she she made shirts for us to wear so that we could advertise the podcast um, at SummerSlam, which we were able to do. We got several people that were like were adding us. You know, like we um, got several people at the show, and then we went out to eat afterwards. And um, a guy added us added our podcast to his his list. Awesome podcasts to listen to. Um, Hope put all of our contact information on the back of my shirt, and uh, so yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, the guy stopped. A guy stopped us on the way to our seats, 
uh, added us, added our podcast to his list. Um, he said he tries to support all the wrestling podcasts. So he said he'd be sure to give us a listen and spread awesome. the word. So, yeah. Uh, that may explain some of the different locations that, because I was able to check mm-hmm. um, this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because I, mean, I need to, first time of the week, I've been able to like really check the stats and I got to see these locations. I was like, wow, there's a lot yeah. of different places on there. Yeah. So that may yeah. explain, you know, quite a few of them. Yeah. Um, we were getting, we were getting, definitely getting the word out there. So, and speaking of the logos, let hope know. Um, I was able to check all the emails yesterday on the computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the first time, you know, because like I said, the 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 Wi-Fi situation was not the greatest when I was yeah. on vacation, so I didn't realize um, that stuff was going to my spam folders. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, her, okay. Yeah, her email actually went to the spam folder, and I'm like, oh, okay. You know, <laughs> um, all right. So I was like, yes, yeah, so I let her know that. Yeah, I got it. Okay. And, you know, so but it unfortunately it went to the spam folder, but I was able to get it. Thankfully. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I might set the like delete or thing after 30 days. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so it definitely was nowhere close to 30 days, but yeah. Um, now you were actually telling me a story and we'll make this, <laughs> we'll make this one a quick one before yeah. we start getting into the card itself and about the guy checking y'all into the hotel. Oh uh, yeah. We went to a super eight in Nashville. Um, it was like by the time we actually booked our hotel, it was literally like the last thing, the last affordable thing in Nashville that was open because everybody, I mean, there were people that we were talking to at the hotel that had come from Georgia and, you know, and further, you know, to see SummerSlam. Uh, plus a lot of people from Kentucky and, you know, because it's, it's as close as we were ever going to have a pay-per-view to us was Nashville. So we get there, uh, Hope's outside. I'm standing in line. Literally, it took me almost an hour to check into the hotel. That's how long the line (laughs) was. Because the guy that was checking us in was literally leaving the desk every 15 minutes to go hit his crack pipe. (laughs) And and at first, I thought people were joking Mm -hmm. until people were like, no, we literally saw him outside the building around the corner smoking crack and then he would come back in he would check in sometimes he would check in one person go back out hit the pipe again come back then we got it got to where he got several of us checked in and the guy was so high that i thought he had gum in his mouth because he was just chewing nonstop, and i thought he had gum in his mouth you know keep his mouth from drying out my wife's like, no, there's no gum in his mouth because I saw. She said, I saw him when he was talking. He was literally chewing his tongue. He was that high. Wow. And the hotel, like, I don't complain about much, but I sent complaints too because we we're members of Wyndham. We get points for you okay. know staying at hotels and stuff. And that Super Eight was under Wyndham's umbrella. Well, I let them know and super eight know uh what was going on i mean like they had an elevator which at any time we were on the elevator we thought well this is it this is how we're (laughs) how we're going because it would like jerk we'd get to our floor and it would jerk up and down three or four times before it would stop i'd get on the i got on the elevator uh to go get our bags 
it went all the way down to the to the main floor but then it went down that much further so i had to step up out of the elevator yeah to to get out of it dude the elevator reeked of urine uh hope it was so bad hope took her perfume out of her purse and sprayed the whole elevator to get to try to get oh, rid wow. of that smell um that they had they said on the website that the pool was out of out of order for the foreseeable for foreseeable future mm-hmm. you know why because it looked like they were using it as a dumping ground the pool was the pool there was like dirty water in the bottom of the pool and it looked like people had just been throwing trash in the pool mm. the towels in the bathroom you could tell that somebody had wiped their hands on that towel and it was supposed to be clean towels the tub wasn't clean we didn't we you know we showered before we came so we did not shower in that, in that bath in that shower we didn't use those towels or anything it was just that is the worst spot i've ever that i've ever stayed in i've stayed at some rough hotels before but that is that's got to be the worst wow that oh wow yeah <laughs> i mean it didn't it didn't ruin my time we were just like it is what it is. We it it is know. a place. It is a place for our stuff. And exactly, it's a place for our stuff and a place for us to go to sleep. I mean, that's the only time. Literally, I mean, we were there was to sleep and change clothes. So, yeah. And speaking of clothes, people on video can see. Yep, Dwayne is wearing his souvenir. Yep. Nashville three sixteen. Yep, and it's got the the Steve Austin skull on the back. Uh, of course, it's in Titans colors because we were at Nissan Stadium. So, but. You could only get this shirt at the event, so yeah, that that's your proof that you were there. Exactly, because they had they had a SummerSlam one, an official SummerSlam one that on the back it says I was there, said Nashville, Tennessee had the date. Then they had a uh, Brock versus Roman shirt. Uh, that was a that was a event exclusive, but those sold out quick uh, in my size because I get a three X, so yep. those sold out quick. So, <laughs> so I went through, I was looking on the, the site that they gave us at the event and they still had this one and hopes like, if you want it, get it. Cause she's like, this is one of those, you know, you can only get it here. So it's one of those special type things. And uh, so I'm like, okay, so I got it. And then we went and uh, we were able to pick it up there cause they had a pickup okay. there at the stadium later in the evening. So I was able to pick it up there. So. I told Hope, I said, I'm going to wear it a few times. And then I think I'm going to buy like one of those t-shirt frames Yeah, and, and put it in that. Got to wear it for the podcast though. Huh? Got to wear it for the podcast. So. Oh yeah. Got to wear it for the podcast. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And just as proof that he was there. Yep. And he's yep. got pictures also. I've seen, he sent me the pictures where he was there. Yep. And what's funny yep. is, you know, talking about being the, the stadium. Uh-huh. When they first, uh, you know, welcome to SummerSlam, whatever. One of the commentators, I don't remember which one it was, referred to it as the arena. <laughs> and the other ones lit into him. You know, they're like, this thing doesn't even have a roof. What are you going to call it an arena? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that's why when I was watching it, um, and ladies and gentlemen, I didn't actually watch the, the pay-per-view until this morning. Uh, just because I couldn't when we were, you know, on vacation. I mean, I was going to try, but... But I was going to try uh, when I got home last night, but I texted also Dwayland. Yeah, I was actually in Richmond when I texted you, by the way. <laughs> said, yeah, we are still at least two and a half hours away from home. Yeah. 
you know, we're not going to get home till well after 8.30, which is our normal recording time. Uh, I was like, we're going to have to do this, this tomorrow. It's like, all right, cool. Yeah. And then I had actually had um, somebody, in fact, let me go ahead and get this name because I gave the wrong name last week and I apologize again. When I was talking about the, I said a podcast from um, Nova Scotia. Mm-hmm. I should have been talking about wrestling with the truth. Instead, I called it one stop wrestling. Right, right. Okay. One stop wrestling is actually out of the UK and it, it is a like a period, like a magazine. And he uh he basically advertises and lets people know about all these um the different podcasts and ours is one of them now. Mm-hmm. And and he has all of our links on there. I mean, he does a fantastic job. So I gave the wrong name, but he um you know, last week or last week, almost two weeks ago now. Of what I said, wrestling. Uh, what I said, one stop wrestling out of Nova Scotia. Out of Nova Scotia is another good podcast, Wrestling with the Truth. Right. Definitely check them out. I mean, and I even when I pod, they're like, oh, don't worry. You know, like, we're just glad that uh, you actually give us a shout out. I'm like, oh, absolutely. There goes they, they kind of remind me of us. Yeah. Except yeah. for they're in, they're in Nova Scotia. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but really good show. One stop wrestling. He actually hit me, uh, hit me up. It's like, hey, are you putting out a episode? Because he and he's just checking to make sure. Hey, you know, um, make sure everything's all right. That you're, mm-hmm. you're still going. And I was like, yeah, you know, I said, like, yeah, we're down in Orlando. I'm helping my daughter move down here. And he's like, oh yeah, no worries, you know. And um, I said, yeah, I'll let you know whenever. I said we're going to try to record one Friday night. Obviously, that didn't happen, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, because. But when I told you, say, yeah, I'm gonna try to, I'm gonna try to watch some before I go to sleep. And then catch the rest in the morning. Then before we record, I it was like five minutes into it, I was out and I caught myself. I'm like, they had not even started the first match, and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm I'm that tired. I'm not gonna be able to do this. So, so I watched it all this morning. So a lot of this is still fresh in my head, and and that's when I have in my notes. Commentator referred to the arena, <laughs> and he was corrected. And I said, this is the first post VKM retirement. Uh, it premium is. live event so and you can definitely tell the changes like even at yeah. the you know even at the beginning you know after the first match you can tell mm-hmm. you could tell the changes uh already that triple h is implementing so it was you know made it even a better show you know um because you know the first match was becky and uh, Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair. Yeah. Um, amazing. It, another amazing match, which I mean, it's to be expected with this, mm-hmm. these two. They have, you know, they have great chemistry. Both of them are great wrestlers in their own right. Uh, they put on a great match. Uh, unfortunately, Becky did get injured legitimately. Uh, that was pretty early on, too, wasn't it? Because yeah. When she started grabbing, started favoring that shoulder kind of early. It was when she took the uh, glam slam. Uh, she, when Bianca got her up and took, and Becky took it, she landed on her shoulder and okay. landing flat. Yeah. Uh, as soon as I saw that, I told Hope, I'm like, I think Becky's legitimately injured because I saw that awkward landing. Everybody that was sitting around me when she landed, we were all like, oh, like yeah. loudly, like, oh, that did not, she did not land, land good. And she actually, her shoulder ended up, not only did she separate her shoulder, her shoulder popped out, 
when she landed. Yeah. She popped, she popped it back in and wrestled 20 more minutes with a separated yeah. show. <laughs> that's, yeah. what, that's what I was like. Yeah, because like you said, that happened like early on within the first five minutes of the match. And she wrestled another 20 minutes with a separated shoulder. And I mean, and was given as good as she got. So, you know, bravo to Becky for being able to gut that out and wrestle an amazing match with a separated shoulder. And some of my notes I have, Bianca looks like she's added even more muscle. Yes. Yes, she does. Man, that's I mean, her she, strength is ridiculous. That's yeah, and I mean, seeing it on TV is one thing, but seeing it live and seeing how people react to it is just if you know, if they don't build that women's division around her, something is seriously wrong because that is there is your face of your women's division. Oh, absolutely. And now you put this should have been the match last year, yes, absolutely. Instead of that. 26 second farce we got yeah last and they, year they killed bianca's push for no reason yeah except for well becky's back let's give it and well Be- becky's back let's get this big SummerSlam moment real quick let's get this big pop from the crowd and something my brother brought to my attention which i i hadn't thought deeply about it the reason that they want all these big moments instead of the reason Vince McMahon wanted all these big moments instead of worrying about big matches is because they can put those moments on YouTube and get millions of views. And of course, you know, I'm sure, you know, WWE, I'm sure WWE is monetized on YouTube. So that's just money that they're getting from those views. So they're just worried about social media, not putting on a great wrestling match. Um, I feel like with Triple H, he's more concerned. Not that he's, I'm sure he's concerned about the social media aspect, but Triple H is a wrestling guy. Mm-hmm. He's, you know, he grew up as a fan. He's a student of wrestling. You know, he's, you know, a Hall of Fame bound pro wrestler. Um, Triple H loves pro wrestling and he wants to put, I feel like he wants to put on the best product that he can. And I honestly, I would have liked, to see this match a little deeper into the card, but it did get the crowd hot mm-hmm. and the right person won. Bianca won. Uh, I like the show of respect at the end. Becky's turn, you know, her face turn because now she's officially a face. She's the number two's face on Raw behind Bianca Belair as far as their listing, internal listing goes in the company. Um, when Bailey came out, her music hit, and I was like, "Oh my God, it's Bailey!" And like <laughs> all of us just stood up, looking. And Bailey comes out, and then Dakota Kai comes out, who you know had recently been released because she didn't want to renew her contract. Triple H brought her back, Io Shirai, which they've renamed her Io Sky. But I'm not usually I don't like the names that they give people when they rename them. But EL Sky works because like mm-hmm. her nickname was Genius of the Sky because she does like a beautiful moonsault and all types of like top rope aerial stuff. So I'm okay with EO Sky. Um, plus, if she ever leaves, then she gets to use EO Shirai wherever she goes. You know, so I'm fine with that. But they bring they bring her up from NXT, and there was talk that she might be leaving because her contract was up and she hadn't re-signed. 
Dakota Cod left because she didn't sign a contract. So they re- Vince McMahon released her. And then Bailey's been gone over a year because oh, of an injury. An injury, yeah. Yeah. So you've got talk about an, you know, a talk about an infusion of talent to your main roster. You get a Grand Slam champion in Bailey. You get a multiple time tag champion in Dakota Kai, who is a who has wrestled all over the world. You get a former NXT women's and women's tag team champion in EO Shirai. She has also been won pretty much everything there was to win in stardom. Uh, just world traveled professional wrestlers that are now be, getting focus on the main roster. From your vantage point, could you see, like, I don't want to call it the Titan Tron, but the, um, the video screens, you know, where they normally come in, like on a Raw I, or SmackDown. Yeah, I couldn't see the screen over the entrance when they came when they came out. Like I could, when I stood up, I could see after they had walked out enough to where the crowd could see. Um, I could see them then, but I couldn't see the entrance. Okay, because um, EO Sky Shirai. Mm-hmm. That's actually my name. EO Sky slash Shirai. Hers actually yeah. still said EO Shirai. Yeah, the commentators kept switching the names. It's almost like they didn't know what to call her because yeah. they said Eo Scott, Eo Shirai. I mean, so I think they were legitimately confused. It's like, okay, y'all are changed your name, but you still have the old name up there. Yeah, they hadn't changed the Tron yeah. yet. Yeah, uh, and I think that was right at the time I was. It was actually the next match. That's when I texted you and said, "Hey, have you watched this uh, on the?" Um, on the Peacock Network. No, have I haven't yet, watched so. it. I still want to go back and watch it with the with the commentary. Plus, Savannah hasn't watched it yet, so I'll probably watch it with her. Okay. Um, because she was interested in seeing it, especially after I told her everything from when I was there. But, um, yeah, and then, you know, you thought that Bailey, you know, Sky and Dakota Kai were going to attack – um, Bianca and then Bailey stepped up and next to Bianca was like, come on. Oh, you mean Becky? Uh, yeah, Becky. Yeah. Becky, yeah. Becky stepped up next to Bianca and was like, come on. And it's like, well, the face turn is complete. And, uh, yep. Then Becky's even changed her, uh, Twitter back to the man. Okay. So I think that's what they're going with from here on because the next night on Raw, Bianca said, uh, basically told her that she was the man and uh it also you know doesn't doesn't hurt that flair has now wrestled his last match the very next night nope not his last match because <laughs> he put on he put on twitter that him and andrade were doing something in puerto rico so i guarantee you flair's wrestling the match in puerto rico which if that's the case then that's you false just, advertisement then you just lied to, I think, 450,000 people. It was the most viewed indie show ever. And so, because he said, he said, me and Andrade are doing big things in Puerto Rico. Uh, and so he may not be wrestling, but I can guarantee you with Flair, he's going to give it one more go. If people are, if people are paying out money, Flair's not going to turn it down. Oh, what? well, when Becky shook, stuck out her hand 
I mean, and this is how you knew her injury was legit. She mm-hmm. stuck out her hand for the handshake. It was her left hand. Yes. Yep. And I'm like, yeah, you don't do that unless you have a reason, legit reason. Yeah. Because some countries, they'll cut you for sticking out your left hand for a handshake. Uh-huh. Yeah, straight up. I mean, yep. it's considered a huge insult. So so for her to do that, I was like, yeah, her, her shoulder must be really, yep. really hurting. Yeah, they um, said she... They said she's going to be out for several months, so I don't know how. Uh, I haven't heard how bad the injury is, or if it's going to require surgery. A lot of times, a separated shoulder can uh, you can avoid surgery, but it takes up to twelve weeks to heal. Mm. So, I mean, she's looking at possibly four months out, but I think that'll be good. It'll give her some time to kind of put that big time back stuff in the rear view mirror. And then can you imagine the pop that she's going to get when she comes back, if she comes back as the man and that pop she's going to get when she comes back from injury, let her hair grow out. So she's no longer looking like Blade Runner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> plus, plus, I mean, she's a mom. So yeah. It gives yeah. her some time off and spend time yep. with her baby. Uh, speaking of moms, Next match, Miz and Logan, Logan Paul. Uh, uh, I say that because, you know, Maurice, you know, she's there with the Miz. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> well, this guy sitting next to me, which he was absolutely right. He was actually, he was sitting next to, he was sitting next to Hope. He was talking to both of us and he said, it doesn't really matter. He's like, the end of the night, the Miz is going home with Maurice. So win, <laughs> lo- win, lose or draw, he's still winning. Yeah. Whether he wins this match or not, he's at the end of the day, he's still winning. I'm like, dude, you're not wrong at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she comes up uh, there and, and just looking like yeah. Maurice. And yeah, just wow. <laughs> it's like Miz walks out and you're just like, I do have a video that I have to send you that I took of Logan Paul. I got a video of him doing the frog splash from the, from the top rope through the table. Really? Yeah, I've got oh, to send yeah. you. I've got to send you yes. that video. I forgot to put it on my Facebook page when I was posting pictures and videos, but yeah, I managed to get that. As soon as he went, got Miz on the table and went to the top, I'm like, he, I thought he was going to do an elbow drop or something. So, but I still wanted to get a video, but that frog splash was picture perfect. I will give Logan Paul, I'm willing to admit when I was wrong. And he is definitely a celebrity that has put in the work to yes. and you can tell he has respect for the craft and that all the people in the world it's this guy yeah this guy that you this would know, you'd be like oh him really no, the guy because that, yeah uh. when i when i first you know first saw him like saw some of his youtube stuff and then he was doing all the boxing stuff and i'm like oh, this guy is just annoying he's just another annoying youtuber that has managed to profit off ignorance is what I thought at the beginning. But seeing how he did at WrestleMania, and I'm like, okay. First "Hmm." impression was good. And I'm like, okay. When they booked him and The Miz, like I always say on this show, I'm 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 still old school, and I don't feel like the celebrities should be taking spots of wrestlers that are there full time. But I will give him all the credit in the world. He put on an excellent match, especially for this being his second ever professional match. Yes. He put on an excellent match. He is a tremendous athlete. And 
that frog splash through the table was fantastic, especially to see it live. It was a oh, thing wow. of beauty. It was great. Well, some of the things that I've put on my notes, well, first, this is why I had to ask you, have you watched it yet? Listen to the commentary because they don't have Vince in their ear telling them every single word to say now. Mm-hmm. Especially uh, Michael Cole, who had had to listen to that for 25 yes, years. Yes, yes. Uh, well, since this was one during one of the Raw matches, uh, Michael Cole wasn't there. It was Byron Saxton and um, Corey Graves. Corey Graves. And there was somebody else. I can't. Um, um, Jimmy. Is it Jimmy Smith? I think it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, Corey Graves, that dude, I didn't realize how funny that dude can be. Yeah. When the shackles are off. Yeah. Yes. Because, like, when he would do commentary in NXT, he was gold. Then he does then he does commentary on WWE with Vince in the headset. And it's like it's like they're trying to make him like Bobby Heenan light or something. It's like um this sounded more like Lawler because mm-hmm. once one he said, Saxton, if you were any smarter, you might approach stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and I I caught that I actually had to rewind it, you know, had it's a little 10 second back thing so I could go, yeah. Oh, he did. And I was like, all right, hold on, let me let me put it down on my notes. Uh, but I like they had a three month build to this match. Yeah. I'm like, okay, that's actually unlike they, what they've been doing. Yeah, and they did it like a lot of it. You got to give Miz credit. I mean, he has a face that I just want to punch every time I see it. <laughs> but you have to give Miz credit on he was carrying that feud. Yeah. Because Logan Paul was doing other things, and I mean, he would do. You know, he'd do his videos to further the feud, but The Miz was pretty much carrying that feud himself and continuing that feud. So, and he got it over. I mean, Mm -hmm. and the match itself was a lot better than what I was expecting. I said both guys showing good psychology, which they did. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they let the, they told the story in the ring. Logan Paul, did you notice when he did the the chops to The Miz in the corner? He's like, pop, pop, pop. I mean, did you notice his elbow, his elbow pad came off? Yes, I saw it fly. Yeah. yeah. And, and they're like, nobody really said anything about it because, I mean, yeah. it wasn't part of the thing. It just started sliding down. We did the toss. So I was like, yeah, I saw it fly. I saw it fly across the ring. And I'm like, oh, his elbow pads go. <laughs> uh, and also, uh, the, the commentators, they didn't acknowledge that. So I'm guessing, okay, it wasn't supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. When AJ Styles came out, when, with Tomasa Ciampa, when he grabbed the chair to sat down, I'm like, Okay, this is interesting. They've never had that before where they try to tell somebody they have to leave and they jerk. Yeah, and he's like, he's like, no, I'm not doing it. Um, you could see like when AJ came out, it's like he came out of nowhere. And I'm like, I was gonna I was gonna ask I was gonna ask where did he come from? And hope hope showed me exactly where he came out, where he came from. But uh it was like over by the timekeeper, but it was like kind of off to the side. And then at the end, once he ran Tomasa Champa off, you could see them on the on the back side running like all the way to the locker room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because uh, where we were sitting, I mean, we could literally see the whole the whole thing from where we were sitting up top. Well, the commentators when um <clears throat> when Logan Paul did his forearm, mm-hmm. um, he's like, Okay, maybe AJ's been training him. He did the phenomenal forearm, and then somebody said, Well, I don't know if I call it phenomenal. I call it the pretty good forearm. <laughs> <laughs> so the commentators, I mean, they had me just hooked. A lot of times the commentators, I'm like, 
y'all sound stupid. I'm not listening. Mm-hmm. You know, every yep. once in a while, something to come up, and I'm like, hey, uh, just, just tell me the names of the move. Don't please don't tell me what a maneuver. Thankfully, yeah, and yeah. But when when he went up to do that frog splash, I don't know if you noticed, he actually took off the turnbuckle screw covering, yeah. so he could stand on it better. Yeah, yeah. Like, I noticed that. that. I'm like, why is he taking that off? Yeah, that way he could get he could so plant he his feet better. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that's a good idea. And he mm-hmm. nailed that frog. Commentators never say anything about it, but he got up, nailed the frog splash. And I'm like, that was another really good match. And I and I I can't even say well, the Miz carried him. No, I mean that was a good match. No, it was a good match. I mean, I feel like both guys pulled their pulled their weight, especially Logan Paul. I mean, he's in there with a veteran. I mean, the Miz is you know a legitimate yeah. vet, but now and, and he, people still don't like the Miz because of how we got his start. I'm like. Look at what he's doing now. Seriously. Yeah. I, I don't care how he got his start because I respect the fact that he put in the work to get better, mm-hmm. to actually learn yep. it and get better. I, my, it's just the Miz is doing his job. He's supposed yeah. to be this detestable, unlikable heel. And yep, he, he does his job. And now the next match, speaking of unlikable heels, theory, Austin uh, theory. He got, booed, he got booed out of that. Uh, I, he got booed out of that stadium. <laughs> I can see why, because I mean, everybody looks at him like it didn't matter if it, it may have been storyline, it may be legit. He's Vince's boy. Well, from what I understand, it was legit. Vince was going, Vince was will, you know, Vince was strapping the rocket to him. That's why he, you know, won the U.S. title, won money early. in the bank. Early. Yeah. 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 Way early. earlier than he should have. Uh, uh well, I think he's starting because Vince isn't there in his ear anymore. So I'm I'm thinking he's starting to listen to the other guys in the back who are uh-huh. kind of giving him guidance because I put in my notes, he's becoming a good chicken heel. Yes. Yep. He is starting to become really good at that because you, mm-hmm. you need that because the Miz can do that really well. Yeah. You know, and, um, and you, you need that in pro wrestling. It's like, it's, I mean, the, the hero needs, the villain the playoff of and if mm-hmm. you've got a guy who is being sneaky but running away whenever right he has to stand toe to toe with somebody you know that makes for a good heel that's like the the recipe for a professional wrestling heel so yeah i give him that i just think he was given i think he was given too much too soon yeah. i don't think he was oh, ready for, i think he and i don't feel that that's a, his fault i feel like that that was the higher ups fault they put him they set him up to fail because he wasn't ready he wasn't ready for that spot yet and now that he's in that spot it's like can he learn from this or is he just going to crash and burn and i feel like like you said he's learning he is what, starting to, you know and, he's starting to learn and i think i mean he has a ton of potential i think he will be there one day oh yeah and and we've always said you need to push when we say newer people it doesn't mean pushed them too fast you know they're straight out of school no you're handing the world title yeah you've still got there's you know there's levels to this right. you've still got steps you have to take to make them stars i mean you look at the biggest stars in the industry you know the rock didn't start out on top austin mm-hmm. didn't start out on top i mean honestly they were both given crap gimmicks that i'm surprised they were able to survive you know the rock gets rocky Maivia, the you know the white meat grinning baby face uh austin gets the ringmaster because vince just saw him as a a good hand 
and <laughs> you know that's what Austin that's what that's what Vince saw Austin as was just you know he was a mechanic he could get in there work with anybody make everybody else look good but that's that's all but he saw the ringmaster is such a generic yes dollar general type of name and they I gave mean, him I mean they gave him the generic green tights they had Ted DiBiase talking for him even though Austin had proved early on in his career that he was a hell of a talker yeah. So, I mean, he he proved that wrestling in Dallas at the Sportatorium, you know, that he was a talker. So, giving him Ted DiBiase, nothing against Ted DiBiase because he was a great talker, but Austin didn't need that. Right. Just let him be himself, just dialed up, and you see what happened once he once he's became Stone Cold. It was like, here we go, let's just start printing money because. <laughs> Oh, and theory, and this is why I say he definitely has the potential, uh, and he's starting to become kind of a good chicken heel. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, first of all, my notes. Lashley's entrance was very fitting for the character. Loved his entrance on this. Yes. Uh, scared, we heard the, scared, scared to death out of hope when the pyro went off because she was uh, not expecting it. And actually, I, I, I was I wasn't expecting it. Pyro, I wasn't expecting pyro for Lashley either. So when it went off, it didn't scare me, but hope was almost climbed on top of me <laughs> <laughs> especially since we were so far up we were closer to it oh. so when it went when it went off she was like oh god <laughs> well when you're hearing them hitting it sounds like timpani drums boom, boom yes boom. and mm -hmm. they see lashley i'm like yes that yes because mm -hmm. lashley's this big jacked up dude or the way the commentary puts it. and, I, and from I, I think i have comments about the commentary on almost every match just because of something they said i think it was um Corey Graves said his physique is not CGI. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, yeah. all right, I like that. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's good. You know, um, then theory, you know, is, of course, as soon as Lash comes out, Champion comes out last. Bianca yeah. came out last. Yeah. You know, so uh Lash came out last. In theory, attacked him with the with the, with the briefcase. briefcase. Yep. Before the match started. I'm like, you know what? That makes sense. That's what you do. That's I what mean, you do. Because it's obvious that, you know. You know, Theory's not going to be able to stand up to Bobby Lashley physically. So it's like try to take him out early before the yeah. bell even rings and then try to get a quick pin and get out. <laughs> and well, that didn't work out for him. No, not <laughs> a, it did not. Not uh, at all. Because my next one's, and I, I said Lashley has ridiculous strength, which he does. Mm -hmm. And he has, but he has some just smooth power displays. Yes. You know, in fact, the last, um, when Theory was doing his move and Lashley just basically caught him in a press. Yeah. You know, and I was like, and just like, yeah, whoop, just with nothing. like and no effort, just, just caught him and pressed him like, like he was at the gym lifting weights. Just, yeah. Just, mm, yeah. And then just dropped him into the full Nelson. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that was so smooth. Yeah. <laughs> that was just, and, that, and yeah. it was done. And, and smart, smart on theory's part to just quickly tap out instead of staying in it because you know sometimes they have the heel. Oh well, the heel's going to fight back and all that. No, your if your truly detestable heel is going to hurry up and get out of that move mm -hmm. and run with his you know run with his tail between his legs. Well, That's, remember theory did try to leave at one point. He's like, you know yeah. what, I don't need this. I'm going home. Yeah, it's and like, Lashley no. got in front of him. No, get back in there. And yeah, because. Because theory's like, I've got the briefcase. What do I need this for? I'm, 
I'm just yeah. gonna go. And you know, the match was shorter, but that was probably a good thing because yeah. it was supposed to be more. Well, Theory actually did get a lot of offensive in, off, offensive in, offense in. Yeah, he got. Yeah, and Bobby Lashley sold. He, you know, yeah. he sold the offense. Bobby Lashley is frighteningly quick for a man that size. Yeah, he is. I mean, like that. He's got that quick first step, like they always talk about in like football or basketball. Mm-hmm. Bobby Lashley's got that step. He takes that one first step, and then he's two. He's three fourths of the way across the ring. Yeah. By the time you realize it, and he's already hit the guy with a couple of moves, and you're like, "Wait a minute, when? Yeah. When did this happen?" <laughs> um, and and oddly enough, I know it's uh, a weird kind of, uh, just kind of a sidebar. Anytime I hear somebody talk about somebody's first step, I always go back to there was somebody who graduated from our high school, and I believe it was a year ahead of us, who later on played college basketball at Murray. Mm-hmm. And there was somebody um, named Mike, I just believe it, mm-hmm. that Mike, what he used to say, man, he said he always had this great, just quick first step. And then mm-hmm. we were watching Murray in the the tournament, I think it was in 92. And and so somebody we went to high school with was playing in the yeah, NCAA tournament. The tournament. Yeah. And this guy, Lawrence Bussey, that's who it was. Mm-hmm. He did this move. And Mike said, there it was right there. He said, man, yeah. he, he, he said, he still got that first step mm-hmm. because Mike, I mean, when he was somebody, he was a, he, he could do great sports analysis. Oh yeah. He, yeah. yeah. He, he knew what he was talking about whenever he yeah. talked about sports. Yeah. Yep. So anytime I hear first step, I always think of Lawrence Bussey, mm-hmm. you know, so great player in, in school. Cause he was, remember he was the star player on yep. the team there in school. Yep. Um, you know, there for that year anyway. And and I one I, one of his sisters was in one of my classes. Uh, I I want to say oddly enough, I think her name was Bessie, Bessie Bussy. Uh, might have been, might have been. Yeah, because there was actually quite a few Bussies, but that's the, the yeah. ones I remember. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, first step, yeah, Bobby Lashley, yeah, that dude, and like you said, hey, that's not CGI, that's him. Yeah, that <laughs> Lord, and he's just, I mean the man just keeps getting better and better. And it's like, you know, the older he gets, the better he gets. And it's like, just amazing. That's not fair to the rest of us. (laughs) No. I mean, cause he's, he's like, I think 44. Yeah. He's close to our age. Cause yeah. uh, Yeah. Cause my wife just turned 44 a few days ago. uh, And she can't hear me uh, right now. Cause I'm waiting for her to hear me come bust in the office with like, like no, I'm 25. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, he Bobby Lashley. I mean, he's just amazing. And if if anybody's listened to it for a while, they already know we're big fans of Bobby Lashley. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and we and when he got hurt and at um, I heard over in Saudi Arabia mm-hmm. in the the elimination chamber match. I mean, I think we we're both like, oh, I'm not, yeah. I want to say we both, yeah. both, you know, we had to shed a tear because I mean, Bobby Lashley. I mean, he was. He was yeah. world champion. He had to drop the belt because he actually legitimately got hurt. He was hurt before the match. Yeah, you know, but he still um, went into the match. Yeah, and I, I I do like, um, I still think he needs to be in the main event, but mm-hmm. I don't, I don't have an issue with him holding the United States title because he's bringing some importance back to the championship. You could tell that from Raw because Raw was built around a little mini tournament. 
to see mm-hmm. who was going to be the number one contender for the U.S. title. So they're showing import. They're showing that the title's important. They're not. It's. It feels like for the first time in a long time, the U.S. title is not an afterthought. Now maybe since Triple H is the one calling the shots, maybe they'll do the same thing for the Intercontinental title because they're just crapping all over that one right now. Yeah, right now Walter is scheduled to defend the Intercontinental title against Shinsuke Nakamura. I think next week on SmackDown because they've been in a feud the past few weeks. So that should be a good match, especially since Walter's going to hit you hard. You know, Shinsuke is going to do the same. I mean, he didn't, he's not called King of Strong Style for nothing. Right. So that should be a pretty hard hitting match. So I'm looking forward to seeing that one. Now, the next match, uh, Judgment Day, I don't like calling them the Judgment Day. It just, yeah, I don't either. it, It doesn't flow smoothly. But Judgment Day, a faction or a band. Speaking of speaking of band names, <laughs> go back to the very first match. They said something about Bianca's braid, and I'm thinking, man, that'd be a good name for a band. Bianca's but anyway, <laughs> yeah. Bianca, yeah, I'm like, that would be, huh? Uh, but anyway, so back to this one. Yeah, Judgment Day. There probably is already a band named Judgment Day. It's probably a doom metal band. But, probably. Yeah, I mean, that'd be a good name for it. And the song they had, is that an Alter Bridge song they're using? Yes. Okay, because I'm like, listen to it, man, that sounds... Okay, then all of a sudden I heard the voice, and I'm like, hey, that's um, Alter Bridge. That sounds like Alter yeah. Bridge. So, yeah. Um, but I like Judgment Day's entrance. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it really set the tone for that match. I'm like, okay, this is going to be good. Because you know, all the, the ones in Judgment Day, they're all three good. Yeah. Uh, the three currently, because you know they're they're going to add somebody else. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. don't know who yet, even though I have a feeling we already kind of can kind of see who they keep alluding is going to get added. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're trying to add Dominic. Um, but the Mysterios, I mean, as a team, their moves are smooth the way they do their yep. double teams. I'm like, and you can't just say, well, it's father and son. No, you don't see a lot of father and son tag teams. No. You know, um, for whatever, you, you may have second generation wrestlers, but it's not necessarily them tagging. Yeah. Um, but was Finn Balor's right arm injured? before this match um not that i know of because did you notice they started working his right arm yeah i noticed that which yeah. that he wears a um like a compression sleeve on that arm but he's he's done that for a while so okay. as far as as far as i know he hasn't had any injuries uh if so he's they're keeping it very quiet but i don't think so i haven't seen any reports where he was had any injury well, going into the match. I was I was just kind of wondering off like, why are they working his right arm? Then I was like, well, wait a minute. Because Dominic learned the Lucha style. Mm-hmm. And Lucha, you know, uh, of course, out of Mexico, they work the right side instead of the yep. left side. Yep. Nobody knows why. It just happened to be what yeah. I've actually explained to non-wrestling fans. are like, why did they do that? I'm like, I don't know. It's just, just one of the things they... as a wrestler. If you're watching, following all wrestling, you just need to know. If you, especially if you're involved in the business, you need to know that in Mexico they work, yeah, uh, the right side of the body, or the way they say they work it from the left, and everybody else in the world works it from the right. Yeah, which means they work on the left side mm-hmm. of the part. Yeah. Um. But I saw it. I was like, I saw like, huh? Is he? If did have they been advertising an injury that I've been missing because I've just been out of pocket for the past couple of weeks? No, no, but, they never. There was no storyline injury or anything, so must have just been how you know just it just how happened. Dominic, yeah. Um, also, but 
a heel Finn Balor works better when he's in a faction rather than alone. Solo, yeah. That's what worked so well when he was in the Bullet Club, when he started the Bullet Club in Japan. You know, he was the leader of the Bullet Club, and he worked great in that faction. And Finn Balor, man, he's just good. Yeah, I mean, he's Um, he's tremendous either way, but yeah, he works really well in a faction. I think face, he's better solo. Heel, he's better in a faction. And honestly, I prefer a heel Finn Balor. Because if somebody's really good, I just want to see them turn heel. And you know who would agree with me? Ted. Ted. Ted would probably agree with me. I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. You know, I need, and speaking of catching up on pie, I need to listen to his, his, I've missed like at least the last one he put out. Yeah. Uh, um, cause I'm trying to catch up with him. So Ted, I apologize. I haven't commented on any, any of your podcasts and cause it's because I haven't listened to them, but it's not because I don't want to, right. it's because I'm still playing catch up. Um, <laughs> that's one of the things about going on vacation and, and of course helping your kid move, you know, five States away is you miss out on a lot of your normal yeah. routines. Yeah. So. You're out of the loop for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I did like how they brought the chair in. I'm like, if you're going to have a no DQ match, mm-hmm. have a no DQ scenario. Yeah. Um, ah, Got to have some more of this water. <laughs> but I don't know if you caught this. When they, they looked like they were going to do the double 619 and then Rhea Ripley grabbed, Rhea the, legs. grabbed the legs. Yes. Yes. It, it would not have worked anyway because they were on the mm-hmm. wrong sides. Yeah. Dominic, Dominic's yeah. left-handed. Yeah. So he always goes on the left side whenever they're doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, but if they, they he was actually on the right side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, and I said before, it's just one of those weird things I notice about the differences between right-handed and left-handed wrestlers, how they do certain moves. Yeah. And you know, it's like a right-handed and left-handed batter. Yeah. You know, yep. you know which side of the plate. Okay, a left-handed batter or at least somebody who bats left is going to stand mm-hmm. on that particular side of the plate. Cause Joey Votto, you know, he plays first base for the Reds. Mm-hmm. He's right-handed, but he bats left. So, um, which is weird, but <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, but then later on, of course they did hit the double six one nine after edge came out. Now that my only issue really with edge coming out, it's a good moment, but was it necessary? Yeah. Um, I think the, the theatrics of it was unnecessary. I liked it. I'm not saying that. I right. enjoyed the entrance and all that and the fire and all that. You had, you had the you had the brood elements without, you know, without using that too often because he's done that, you know, a couple of times in his, you know, since his comeback. And you don't want to burn that bridge, so to speak, because right. the, everybody loves the brood entrance. So if you can keep it, you know, few and far between it, it will mean a lot more. So I enjoyed the entrance, but it would have been, it would have worked better if he had just either rushed the ring just with no music or anything, because my issue with like AJ, like AJ, like AJ. Yeah. Cause my issue with run-ins is it messes with the, it messes with the flow of the match. If you have wrestlers standing there waiting on somebody to run in like and they mm-hmm. do it all companies do it now it's like if there's some kind of brawl or something and somebody's kind of going to run in just let them run in not play their music and have the the heel or the face stop and stand there staring and waiting on them 
It's like it would have worked better for Edge's interference if he had just rushed the ring <clears throat> and attacked them instead of. I mean, and I get why they did the theatrics. You know, it's pay per view. You know, big crowd. You know, give them something cool to see. But storyline wise, I think it would have just worked better if he had just charged the ring and jumped them or came out of, came out of the crowd. Really, coming out right. of the crowd would have worked even better. But he came out and he attacked um, Finn. He attacked Damian Priest. He didn't really counter Rhea Ripley because you figured he would come out of there just to keep her from interfering, mm-hmm. but he didn't. He came in, interfered, helped the Mysterios win, and so that actually kind of buried them a little bit because now it looks like they couldn't win the match on their own. But mm-hmm. the match itself was still good. Yeah, the match was good. Yeah. Rey Mysterio is still killing it. Another late guy, 40. he's up in his 40s. I mean, and- yeah, he's late 40s because I think he's he said in the interview that he doesn't want to wrestle past 50. He said that's his that's the point where he's going to stop. Hope had an interesting point. Uh, one of her best friends is uh, married to a um, Hispanic gentleman. And she said, uh, Hope said that in the Hispanic community, you know, like in, in America, a lot of guys start feeling their age about 40. You know, and they start kind of, you know, especially if they've played sports or stuff like that, and they kind of wind down. In the Hispanic community, 50 is the mark where guys okay. start where guys start to kind of feel their age and they're like, okay, I got to wind this down because, you know, this is the stopping point, so to speak. And Ray Mysterio, and I told her, I said, that is very ironic because Ray Mysterio said 50 was when he wanted to stop. He said he's not going to wrestle past 50. Oh, I think for me, it was like 27. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, honestly, you know, um, I started really feeling it. And I was in my thirties because yeah. at that point, I mean, I was working out a lot and yes, people, yes, I was in the air force and yes, I still worked out a lot. <laughs> the Air Force has always been thought of, oh, they never run. They never, no, I did a lot of running. I did a lot of other, because I was trying to keep myself, I was trying to make sure I passed the PT test so I could continue mm-hmm. to be in the Air Force so I could continue to have a job until I hit my 20 years and then I could retire and get it, yeah. you know, the pension. But, oh, I definitely, you know, even if he does uh, stop at 50, because I mean, and I get that is, uh, that mm-hmm. could possibly be a cultural thing. I yeah. get it, but for him personally, he may not. He may go. You know, I could still go because Rey Mysterio is. I mean, yeah, because you you look at some of the guys that are wrestling in their late late forties, you know, early fifties. Like use the Undertaker for example. When Undertaker was in his late forties, he was wrestling two or three times a year, at most. At most, and he was you know he was literally a shell of himself. And I hate to say that, you know, he is, he's absolutely a legend in the business, Mm -hmm. but he was a shell of himself and should have stopped a long time ago, but you don't get that with Ray Mysterio. He is still, you know, and it's not like he's just playing the greatest hits either. He's not just coming out, hitting all of his spots and that's it. He's still innovating. He's still Mm -hmm. doing, creative moves in the ring in his late forties. That just speaks to the talent and the, you know, longevity of Ray Mysterio. And this is a guy who's had, you know, this is a guy who's had multiple knee surgeries in his career. And he's still able to perform at this level this late in his career. Cause I mean, he's been in the WWE for 20 years. That's not counting 
his time in WCW, uh, you know, triple a ECW, yeah. all that. He's got a 30 plus year career, you know, and he's still going better than guys, you know, have his age. And, you know, you're talking about, you know, even if Ray Mysterio were to come out and just do like the greatest hits, his version of a chop a knee drop and a woo. Yeah. His greatest hits are yeah. a hurricane yeah. Rana off the top rope. Uh, the six one nine, which takes takes a lot of precision to be able to yeah. do that, and some of the other um, just ridiculous moves that only Ray I mean, Mysterio can do, like the and, snap Hurricane Rana into the pin. Yes, uh, like Ray Mysterio's greatest hits are better than some guys' entire move set. Yeah, and you know, so that's. Um, why I think Ray Mysterio, he he he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Oh, absolutely. Um, it, they don't they really don't do like first ballot type things, but you yeah, know, if they had that, he'd be if there, yeah, he'd if be there was unanimous. a such thing. Oh yeah, if there was a search thing, such thing, he would definitely be first ballot Hall of Fame. You know what? That's actually I just not thought of an idea for you know what are some of the changes that, that could happen now with BKM mm-hmm. gone, Triple H, yeah, kind of run things. But anyway, uh, Hall of Fame maybe another one. Yeah. But, but yeah, that match it was still. I mean, we knew it was going to be a good match. Oh yeah, because it's just kind of the same match that they've been having. You know, just dialed up a little bit. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's no DQ and because Edge returned, Rhea Ripley got involved. They couldn't disqualify. I mean, it's a no DQ match. Exactly. Uh, I'm glad to see Rhea Ripley back. I want because when they did the pre-match video, wasn't it Ray's daughter who was also kind of involved in those little skirmishes backstage? Yes, and uh, which is kind of a kind of a full circle thing because during the pandemic when they were doing the this is before the um like before the uh the video wall what they call it the thunderdome yeah or yeah before the thunderdome days when they were just filming everything in the performance center they had a you know romance with uh it kind of bled into the Thunder Thunderdome era, but they had had this romance with Buddy Murphy and they did a, that's Aaliyah, right. I Ray, forgot. Ray, you know, Ray Mysterio's daughter, his real life daughter. And so they had that little romance and then they you know, they kind of dropped that angle. Now in real life, Rhea Ripley is dating dating Buddy Murphy. Buddy Buddy, Buddy Murphy. So it and... kind of comes full circle with Aaliyah and Rhea Ripley face to face. And wasn't he also engaged to Alexa Bliss at one point? Yes, he was. Yep. And now and now granted she just got married to somebody else and yeah. She wasn't on this pay-per-view and that's a shame. Yeah. But she anyway. said that they are still like really good friends though. She said they didn't like the split was amicable and they, you know, they get along they still get along well. It's just, you know, things didn't work out, but yeah. yeah. Um now the next match and this is another one with a non-wrestler now granted a very good athlete mm-hmm. but a non-wrestler and another an actual wrestler you know um pat mcafee and baron corbin or happy corbin or whatever Cor- corbin yeah whatever this, corbin he's, he is this week yeah. yeah um this was pat mcafee's entrance was awesome like the theme really? music that they gave him is perfect for for 
fans to get behind because it's 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 just a continuous chant and you know we all got louder and louder as you know as the music okay. went on um but pat mcafee is another one that you can tell he has respect for pro wrestling he's put in work you know because we saw like i saw what he did in nxt he had you know he had a couple matches in nxt did really well better than i expected he had a good match with theory at wrestlemania the match with corbin was excellent some people were like well he kind of missed this spot and that spot for me if a non if a non professional misses a couple of spots if that's all you can say about their performance then they've done a hell of a job because he was not the only wrestler on the night missing spots I, exactly I and, that. yeah and it's like this guy this is his second you know this is his fourth professional match he had two matches in NXT and two matches on the main roster the dude is doing like backflips off the top rope landing on his feet mm -hmm. you know smoothly not it didn't look clumsy or anything dude is jumping flat-footed from the from the mat to the top rope to do the superplex i mean just the, pat mcafee is a tremendous athlete but people are like oh well he was just a kicker in the nfl i don't care what position you play in the nfl you you have to be a good athlete for them to be willing to put you on their team they're not just going to pick any dude off the street and be like oh well he can kick a ball so let's put him on you know let's let's put him on the colts and I'll, I'll tell them i'll tell everybody okay first of all he wasn't the kicker he was a punter yeah and the punters they get drilled they, exactly. there's more chance of them getting drilled yeah you know but, um but you hear people say uh, i've seen it on twitter oh he was just a kicker and it's like no no it was a lot more than that no because you can't automatically say just because it's the punter or the kicker uh that they are automatically avoiding getting hit no because okay on a punt or a kickoff, they would say, okay, they only have the punter or the kicker to beat. It used to be, oh, okay, that's a touchdown. Not mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -mm. Because Pat McAfee, I mean, yeah, they showed him he's very legit. He um because yeah. the kickers like okay, the Grammaticas, Martin and his brother, I can't think of um I can't either. Yeah, they played for Tampa and Arizona mm -hmm. respectively. Those little guys, yeah, they would get just ran over a lot. Oh yeah. But then you had somebody like Sebastian Janikowski, Seabass. If Seabass hit you, you were going down. Oh, yes. Those those smaller guys were getting trucked. But, yeah, Seabass yeah, was not getting trucked. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, and and this is a guy who didn't grow up playing American football. Because mm -hmm. you know, he was, uh, I believe he was Norwegian. Yeah. You know, and, but he grew up playing a lot of soccer. So he had yeah. the leg. And Pat McAfee, I mean, he has, his background is not just football. I mean, he has uh, other, mm -hmm. he has, if, if I remember right, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. He had other athletic ventures in his background as well, and he works at whatever he does. Mm -hmm. Yep. And he wanted to be a he wanted to be a body wrestler. And he wanted to be a good wrestler, not just hey, okay, I'll do this every once in a while. And yeah, he had a couple of slip ups because you know you're saying when he jumped up on the top rope, he landed on his knees. Mm -hmm. I couldn't do that. I, I couldn't could, either. I mean, I could try to jump on the bottom rope and I'd still miss. Yeah, him jumping flat-footed to the top rope and slipping. I mean, there's no shame in that. I've seen yep. world-traveled professional wrestlers slip off the top rope. It, yep. it happens. If, if you yeah. 
you get up there and your feet, you know, your feet don't plant. I mean, you, people have to think you're, these people are planting their feet on a cable. Mm -hmm. And Actually, for them, like, it's actual, it's ropes. Yeah. WWE it's a, yeah. Actual yeah ropes. That's right. WCW uses cables. Yeah. WWE uses ropes. So you're having to plant your feet sturdy on ropes and they're, and they're, yeah, they're, yeah. and it's, it's not like you're planting your feet, like on my desk you're planting them on ropes that are moving the entire time. Mm -hmm. So it's like, no, he, he is a tremendous athlete and it was, yeah. it was, a, it was a good match. I enjoyed it. Uh, he countered um, Baron Corbin. He does the thing because the commentators, this is another one of the things where you, I really wish you could hear the, the commentary. Uh, Cause this one was one that they were talking about on like TikTok and Twitter and everything else was when, Corey Graves told Michael Cole, I liked you better when you weren't allowed to have an opinion. Yeah. And Michael Cole said, yeah, well, that's changed. A lot yeah, of things. Have a lot changed. of things changed. He said, yeah, because there was a pause. He put in my notes, pause, things change. A lot of things change. And I'm like, yeah. Um, but when Corbin, that movie does, and you can tell, he, I think he must have liked uh, Boss Man back in the day because yes. the quarter, he slides out, run, comes around the ring post and back in, boom. Yeah. McAfee countered that. He was waiting yes. for it. Mm -hmm. yep. So he's been doing you know, his homework as far as that goes. And, and of course, obviously, you know, Corbin knew he was going to do it because he probably told him, yeah. okay, do, okay, do that thing, you know, where you, you know, around the corner and, and corner stuff. Yeah. And he countered it. And the match itself, like you said, was really good. McAfee is one of the things the commentators were talking about the humidity. Mm -hmm. And at one point, I, I could see like in the lights, I didn't know if it was smoke or what. I meant to ask you. Was there a lot of humidity there? Uh, like, yes. Yes, yeah. there was a lot of humidity there. It was still, you know, it was late in the show before it really started to cool off any. It was pretty, yeah, okay. it was pretty humid out there that day. Uh, because, yeah, like I said, at one point you could actually see something. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, those of us who, who've lived in the South, we know a lot about humidity. And, you know, you <laughs> yeah. see, like, oh, just like I can smell rain when it's going to happen. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's going to rain. How do you know I can smell mm -hmm. it? What do you mean you can smell it? Oh, well, you I mean, can smell it. <laughs> you can smell it. I mean, and when McAfee went up and he hit that swanton or the way they call it, the swanton boski or something like that in the commentary, because he's, oh, he's Italian. I'm like, what? I'm like, I'm like don't ever do that again. Yeah. That just said it dumb. But when he, he almost didn't hit that. Yeah. And that would have been a bad one, a, bad, a really bad bunch. But they, the commentary, when they mentioned the humidity, because he looked down at the covering on the turnbuckle screw and like he was going to remove it and kind of like the way Logan Paul did. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking he probably should have because when he went, his foot didn't have enough grip because it was on that. Yeah. And, and it was, that, it, yeah. And that humidity, the humidity, I'm sure it was because plus all the lights and everything, I'm sure, you know, the, I'm sure there was moisture on mm -hmm. the turnbuckles and and the ropes and you know because it was i mean it was hot you know for us in the you know in the stands i could i can't imagine being right there you know on the floor with all those lights on you and everything yeah and the heat from the crowd yes oh yeah because everybody's breathing your way uh, yeah you know uh, which doesn't sound like a lot but no you have that much and it's all yeah. being directed that way Mm -hmm. Um, but when any seasoned professional wrestler, when coming across that kind of conditions, 
would have had the same uh, outcome. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, yep. he landed, dude. He landed on his back. You can see it on the camera. I mean, he hit hard. Yeah. Because he hit Corbin, but then he still came flat on his back on the arena floor. And I'm like, yeah. Ooh, okay. And but you could tell he looked down at the covering like he wanted to remove it. But then mm-hmm. all of a sudden he didn't. And I'm like, I wonder if they said something to Logan Paul about that. Because to me, that was one of the smartest things I've ever seen yeah. anybody in the ring do. Because he didn't do it because he was trying to hit somebody their face on that. He did it because, hey, I don't want to slip and break my neck. Mm-hmm. No, and But the finisher, I did put in my notes, the finisher itself was kind of sloppy, but he's still impressive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, uh, you can... A sloppy finish can happen to anybody, mm-hmm. but you can be more forgiving of it for somebody who doesn't do this full time and right. put and gave you a good match mm-hmm. before the finish. You know, if they're just letting somebody carry them through the match, not putting in the work and then have a sloppy finish, then you get the, you can definitely criticize them. But for this being his own, only his fourth professional match, and it didn't look like it it didn't look like it no. and he gave you a good match yeah the finish was a little sloppy but it was still a good finish and mm-hmm. it was still a good match and one of the things when they were really pushing these two guys they were teammates when they were on the colts mm-hmm. uh one thing i just thought was kind of funny about that was because well you're playing in the titan stadium but they're you're pushing at their colts they were mates on the colts which are division rivals yeah you know but yeah, it kind of is what it is. And they were, they were, the two guys were saying they were roommates. But yeah, that's, that, that's what they used in the story. Cause Pat McAfee even said that in a little interview thing on SmackDown that they were roommates when they were um, playing for the Colts. Yeah. And, you know, now after the match was over, you know, when he went over, he gave the crotch shot to the Graves. Yeah. Yeah. That was kind of funny. Uh, but then he grabbed like a beer or something like that from a fan. He was drinking a little bit. And yeah. this is more of the commentary that you were missing. Mm-hmm. Um, because Graves said something about drinking on the job. <laughs> and Cole, and I may actually have their rules reversed, but uh, but Cole said something about, um, oh, Graves said something about, yeah, I get in trouble for drinking on the job. Or Cole said, yeah, but you were drinking in the airport. um yeah because they said that michael cole and pat mcafee are actually like really good friends like right behind the scenes which you can tell because you can tell they're they have good chemistry together yeah on commentary and it's not just two professionals having good chemistry you can tell that they get along personally really well yeah um now the next thing was the drew mcintyre promo you came in there, he got kind of got the crowd. I mean, you were there for it, but yeah, he kind of got the crowd hype, but I could have done without it. I mean, it's yeah. just you know, it, I mean, it was what it was. I mean, he he came out and he, you know, hyped up the crowd. He, he got a kid named talked, Colt, Colt involved, yeah, which is kind of talked, funny. The kid's name was Colt, yeah. <laughs> uh, talked about being the number one contender, how he was going to, you know, take the titles, you know, in Cardiff, but that's. That's something that could have just been kind of left off. And and I say that because there was a match that got cut later in the show. Time got cut for a match later in the show because Logan Paul and The Miz went longer than was scheduled. Ah, okay. So 
for me, they should have cut the Drew McIntyre hype thing and added that time to the to the the match, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But yeah, because all he did was come out, hey, you know, comes watch the match at Carter. And by the way, yeah, aren't you getting excited? He said for the first ever Roman and Brock match. Yeah, I did catch that, and I'm then like, he's like, and then he was like, the, in Nashville. Nashville First, yeah, false cut, you know, Nashville standing. So I'm thinking they told him go ahead and say it the first, and he kind of and he called himself after he said it because his face was like, he's wait like, a wait a minute, this is number seven, actually. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I got the credit of okay, we're gonna and we're gonna advertise the next pay per view. Okay, mm-hmm. great, a premium live event, and it's going to be in Cardiff in Wales. Which, by the way, yeah, it's part of the uk is part of great britain why don't they ever say it's wales yeah you know because because, I mean, it, because then they can't um they can't push it as being in drew mcintyre's backyard when he's like three countries away from, it's from not there. even it's not <laughs> even in his his it, it, it's his neighbor's yard. Come on. Yeah, exactly. He's McIntyre is Scottish. He, but that's how they're Welsh. pushing it. They're like, he's, they're like, he's going to have somewhat of a home field advantage. That's not his home field. No, <laughs> you got to go. If you're, even if you're, you, yes. Okay. You could drive from Scotland to Wales, but you're having to drive through England to get there. Mm-hmm. I know I've done. I've. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I've we, done it. <laughs> we, we've done it. I mean, we, we drove from England up to Scotland, came back to where we were living in England. Two weeks later, we drove to Wales for a weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, so I've been done done both, and both are beautiful countries, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to throw that out there, but yeah, he's not Welsh; he's Scottish. Yeah, you know, and they're very, very pr- both of them are very, very proud of. Yeah, yeah, and it's like you, know? you, it's like you, and you hype him up as the Scottish warrior. Your pay per views in Wales, but yeah, but they just don't say Wales, and it's like I guess they figure people don't. I guess they figure either people never took geography in school. Or if they didn't, that people don't have access to Google and can't look up where Scotland had the distance between Scotland and Wales is. So you know what I'm saying? It's like they act like that. I still don't like the fact that they want to insult our intelligence as fans. And it's like, you know, we know more than you think we do. We don't blindly just believe everything you tell us. All right. Let me see. Okay. Not on that one, obviously. Uh, whoop. Uh, right. You know what? I could just do something. Yeah, but you're having to drive, even at the, your shortest mm-hmm. drive, you know, you're still going to be spending a few hours in England driving. Right. So it's not like it's right next door. It's literally, it's not his backyard. It's his neighbor's two houses away backyard. Yeah. Yeah. His, it's his neighbor's, it's his neighbor's yard, but that neighbor happens to live two or three blocks away. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and they get along. Yeah. Because they don't like the neighbor in between them. Right. But, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. It, um, by the way, I do recommend if you ever get a chance, definitely go over and visit you know i mean i was fortunate enough i actually lived there in england for six mm-hmm. and a half years and you know so i was able to actually visit both scotland and wales yeah 
you know, and actually uh, quite a few places in England as well. Um, but anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about geography another time. <laughs> so like, that's another rabbit hole. I could just go down and just talk forever. Um, uh, the next one, the Usos and the Street Profits. Excellent match is yep. to be expected between these two teams. Um, I figured the Usos would win it. Um, I mean, I would have been happy if the Street Profits had a won. I kind of think this was their... I feel like this is their last shot at the tag titles, though. I feel like they kind of got to yeah. move on I, I, from I, this. I, I caught that vibe, too. Yeah, I, I feel like this is their last shot. Um, again, excellent match. Montez Ford is a absolute superstar in the making. Um, I thought the split was coming at the end because the look on Montez Ford's face when he's sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um I'm like, I, t- I even told Hope, I'm like, he's gonna he he's gonna turn, he's gonna turn, but he didn't. I was really surprised that they didn't pull the trigger on the turn. But I did see on TikTok, and I can't remember the TikToker's name. Uh, when I go back, it's in my likes. So when I go back and find it, I'll be sure to give um, give him a shout out on the show. He had a good idea though. Nobody wants to boo Montez, so no, Montez. Montez can't be the one to turn because nobody wants to boo Montez. Montez, Montez is over as a baby face and it's only going to get bigger as a baby face. Nobody wants to boo him. If there, if the turn's going to happen, it's going to have to be Dawkins that, that turns. Um, they did an angle on Monday on raw where they were both trying to, get a match with Seth Rollins because Seth Rollins was running his mouth and everything. So they were going to do rock, paper, scissors. Uh, They started out Montez Ford tossed the microphone, his microphone to Dawkins, grabbed the referee and ran down to the ring and took the match, which if you're building a story of a turn, you could use that as Dawkins is fed up with Tez with Montez taking all the spotlight. Even if he's not doing it on purpose, from Dawkins' point of view, it's like, I'm a star too. I'm part of this team, but all the focus is on Montez. Mm-hmm. So you could kind of get a heel turn that way. That To me, that's that's a very logical way to do it and not have Montez be, be the heel because nobody's going to want to boo him. Well, not only that, but... This is actually something that Vince always tried to hide things mm-hmm. for no reason. Everybody knows that Montez and Bianca Belair are married. Exactly. So, so why would you have him be a heel and her be a face? Yeah. When you could have them both be faces. You it, know, it, I and, mean, that makes more sense to have the married yeah. couple on the same yeah. side, more or less. Yeah. And Dawkins be the heel. Plus, you add in the fact that Dawkins has been with WWE since, like, 2014. Like, he was there in the early days of NXT. Wow. Yeah. So, Tez came in later. They ended up putting them together as the Street Profits. But you could also add in, for Dawkins' heel turn, that I've been here since 2014, and I still haven't been getting these opportunities that Montez is getting. Just build resentment, 
the jealousy resentment angle is always a good one that could fit. always works. Yep. yep. Um, now, as far as this match goes, like I said, I thought it was a very really good match. We expected to be a good match. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I thought it could have been better because they could have put this match on Raw and that just is, removed Jeff Jarrett, true. and it and it still would have been because they've been overperforming on Raw. Basically, is what it comes down to that's and that's a lot of the problem is they is yeah they overperform on raw and then when it gets to the pay-per-view it's like what else can they do that they that they they haven't already done that we haven't already seen right so they, i feel I mean, like it they're now them having a pedestrian match for them is still way way above oh yeah everybody else and absolutely so, um but yeah, it could have been better. I think it would have been a better match, and it was an excellent match. Uh, I'm not saying that, but I think it would have been a better match if the Jeff Jarrett, if Jeff Jarrett wasn't the referee, if they'd had a standard referee, because there yeah. was no real reason for Jeff Jarrett to be the referee other than he's from Nashville. Nashville, yeah. And yeah. I mean, there was no storyline re- reason. He had no allegiance to the street profits or no allegiance to the bloodline so just dropping him in as a referee you know two weeks two weeks before the pay-per-view that's what i was going to ask was when did jeff jarrett get added yeah it was a couple of weeks before but that's the that's still late in the game that still makes zero sense yeah, to put him in because, yeah because they kept having the back and forth of because remember at money in the bank uh montez's shoulder was up right the ref, referee was out of position and counted three then a couple of weeks later on Raw, they had a match with uh, Dawkins and Jimmy Uso. Jimmy's shoulder was up. Referee was out of position. Counted three. Dawkins wins the match. So they had that going back and forth, which is the story of referees always being out of position. So they announced a guest referee, and everybody's speculating on who it is, and then it's Jeff Jarrett for no reason. Like I said, other than he's from Nashville, and that's where the pay-per-view was. So let's, because the referees we normally have, they keep honking it up. Let's have somebody who's not a referee be the special referee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they and they knew Jeff Jarrett was going to be in Nashville, besides the fact that he lives there, because he was also going to be there yeah. the very next night. Which, by the way, that's also Jeff Jarrett's last match. He's actually kind of said that too. So, oh, really? Yeah, I didn't realize that. Okay. Um, now, I mean, now he may wrestle later because Jeff Jarrett. I mean, he's not that much older than we are. So, I mean, he's, no. Um, he could still. I mean, and, and that man's been through. He's been through a lot of hard times. I mean, like real hard times. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he lost his wife to cancer. Yeah. Uh, and then so he decided to take Kurt Angle's wife. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's also been through other. Yeah. yeah but, it, but. But yeah, I didn't get the point of having him in this match. And I thought he was kind of annoying at the beginning. You know, five. I'll tell you five, you move. And yeah, he, he kind of had that Jesse, he kind of had that Jesse Ventura vibe from the they, first SummerSlam. They talked about that on the commentary. Did they really? Yes, they did. They said that you know who the first person well, it was Jesse Ventura. And uh, wow. So you, so you need to go back and, and actually, you know <laughs> yeah. what? Don't, don't watch it. Just put it on your headphone. Just listen while you're doing work or something. <laughs> you, know, you can hear all these things. Um, could you hear it when Montez looked at whichever Uso was in there because they're twins and I can't tell them apart. Uh, he said, yeah, what's up, Uso? And did you yeah. catch that? Yeah, I caught that. Okay. 
Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I knew he said it kind of loud and yeah. And, um, and I tried picking you out of the crowd, by the way. Um, and I don't know which dot you were. But, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I, and I, was, actually, I was, th- I was this one here. <laughs> yeah. The very, very first match. I, they probably could have had you on there. I probably could have mm-hmm. spotted you because I just, just judge where you're sitting, but you know how they, for the pay-per-views, they, they put like the graphics and they, um, the block off the top of yeah yes yeah. guess where you were you were behind the wwe belt yeah women's belt yeah i was and behind it, the graphic yeah yeah <laughs> it, so it, it could have been like a mike wazowski moment <laughs> yeah i was like, on tv I was on tv <laughs> so, you didn't see me but i was there he was there uh dawkins um when he did his dive over the top rope i liked the fact that it was not in the aisle it was actually on the side yeah um, yeah. In fact, it would have been on the side you were on, come to think yeah. of it. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And the Usos, they were getting face responses from the fans. Oh, yeah. The Every every time, like, the Usos came out, and, like, everybody everybody that was in my section was absolutely cheering the Usos and even booing the Street Profits because they were so behind the Usos. Uh, it's not like yeah. they really dislike the Street Profits, but they really wanted the Usos to win. And when the Usos won, yeah, that that arena, a lot of that arena erupted. I mean, the Usos are they're I mean, they're over. I didn't like the whole okay, Montez hit the, hit a splash, you know, the where the one he jumps about twenty feet above yeah. the ring and comes down. Yeah. That's gonna hurt. I mean, it really was. But oh yeah, him, him not and I like it. that he. I like that he sells it. That's why, like, I always appreciated yeah. Rob Van Dam when he did it. He always mm-hmm. sold his midsection like this hurts because but, it probably did. Yeah, I'm sure it did. But I mean, you've seen guys hit the frog splash and not sell the impact of it. Yeah, and, because I mean, they they arch back, and so you're hitting. Yeah, prone, and you're hitting right along your midsection. Yeah. So yeah, it will hurt. Now, now Eddie didn't sell it like they did because Eddie's frog splash was different. Yeah. You know, his was different than Van Damme's and his was more of a, like he would go up and he'd be in the ball and then he he would would pop out real quick. Yeah. And the, the opponent took more of the impact than he did. Like with the other ones, it's like they're taking just Mm -hmm. as much, if not more. And I, I just didn't like that was the reason why Montez didn't do the three count. Oh, he hurt his ribs, and then he starts mouthing off at Jarrett. So it looks like they 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 are trying to turn him heel, but I agree with what you were saying earlier. They shouldn't turn him heel. Yeah. You yeah. know, if, if they're going to split up the street profits, just say, okay, look, we couldn't get it, boom. Let's go our separate yeah, ways. Yeah, we, we couldn't get it done. You know, we've – I mean, and really – I mean, what else do they have to do as a tag team? They've won tag team – you know, they've won tag titles on all three brands. So mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do. So just be like, okay, we're going to go our separate ways and see, you know, try our hands at singles. I'm going to go make more commercials with Bianca. And yeah. you do. You do your thing. You do your thing. Yeah. Right? And, you know, by the way, me and if I do turn hill, I think me and Lacey Evans, we're going to call our team the Marines. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which I don't, I still don't know what to think of it because the way they're doing with her now all of a sudden she's like i'm better than everybody because of the marines like that's not what marines do yeah i think a lot of that was vince though i'm hoping that so i'm hoping they'll, gone, they'll, they'll dial it back yeah they'll dial some of that back because that's not going to get a good response when mm-hmm. you have a lot of people in the military that are fans of wwe and mm-hmm. having her be an elitist type 
former member of the military is not a good look. No, she was a Marine. What's a Marine? Yeah. <laughs> Except for Randy yeah. Orton. Randy Orton can't say that. No. Of course, he was dishonorably discharged. So <laughs> No, he got a bad conduct. Oh, <laughs> close. He got, yeah. Close enough. I, I close mean. enough. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just one step above. Yeah. Know, but he, uh, he got what they call the big chicken dinner. BCD. <laughs> so, because he didn't do jail time. That's the only thing that kept him from getting a dishonorable. Right. He did okay. get court-martialed, and because he could not stay out of trouble. Yeah. And so, and because um, he just went AWOL and was like, yeah, no, this is not for me. I'm going home. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, um, and usually it, it probably started as a dishonorable and was upgraded to mm-hmm. bad conduct. That's, that's usually the way it works. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but the next thing was speaking of Randy Orton, Riddle and Rollins having to dust up. I missed that. That was the only thing on the show that I missed because we were going to, we ended up leaving our seats because I had to go pick up this shirt before ah, gotcha. the, uh, before the thing closed. Cause you had like 30 minutes to pick it up after the event was over. But with so many people there, there was no way I was going to make it down there gotcha. in 30 minutes. So we left early and I heard Rollins's music go off, but it was like, I heard his music go off and then, you know, that was really about it. And I asked some people and they were like, it was pretty much nothing. It was like basically like a raw angle. Yeah. They, they came out the and pop, pop, pop. And then it was just dumb. I even put, okay, they're still pushing a feud. Why are you using a pay-per-view time to push the feud? But yeah, there's no point of this to be in the pay-per-view. That was my notes. That was it. That was a tweet. That was it. I mean, the, <laughs> so I mean, yeah, there's, there's no point. That's again, that was another segment that could have been cut and added to since we're here. Added to the next match, which got severely cut because Logan Paul and The Miz ran over. Went long, ran over. So Logan Paul and The Miz ran over. So they cut Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey for the for the SmackDown Women's Title. So that That's match why the, should have been a lot longer than just the that four match and was a half scheduled. Minutes. Yeah, okay. that match was scheduled to be a lot longer. What happened in the match was still supposed to happen, from what I understand. It was just supposed to take longer to get there. Okay. But that, you know, we had a, a match that ran, uh, that ran over. It happens, especially live, t- you know, especially yeah. live TV. It happens. But they could have cut the Drew McIntyre spot and the Riddle and Seth Rollins spot and gave that time to the SmackDown Women's Championship match. I mean, it's a world championship match. Why would you cut that match? You know, and with Drew McIntyre come out, okay, that's pushing the next event. That's yeah, that's okay. pushing the next event. You know, okay, I, mean, I, I figure I feel it's unnecessary, but, but I get why they did that. Yeah, this one was just pushing one feud, one angle on, that they could have done that they could have done on Raw if they wanted to keep pushing it. Right, and it, and it was like, okay, Riddle, he's like, I'm met, I'm not medically cleared. All right, go home. You yeah, know, go go with that. There's a dude smoking crack outside a hotel. Yeah, go find him. <laughs> you know, and, and tell him to go go rethink his life. I mean, or something, yeah, you know, yeah. Because instead, you're taking up time on our TV. And, yeah, and you, and, and, and I you, like Riddle, but yeah, there was no I like point Riddle. In this. But yeah, you're taking time away, especially you're taking time away from Liv Morgan, who has busted her butt for two years building herself up to get this opportunity. You know, it's her first title defense on pay-per-view. 
It's her first, you know, she just won the title at Money in the Bank by pinning Ronda Rousey, mm -hmm. which how many people in wrestling can say, I pinned Ronda Rousey? Like three, and that's about it. And she's yeah. two of them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, but instead, they cut their match, which, you know, rushed everything. I do like the fact that Ronda's turned heel, obviously, which I feel like. I like her better a, as a heel. I like her better as a heel. I don't like the grinning. Of course, I've said this before on the show. I don't like the grinning baby face, uh, especially it doesn't fit her. It doesn't fit her. It'd be like having Brock Lesnar be out there being a grinning baby face all the time. Now, Cowboy Brock, I'm fine with because when he's grinning, he's like legitimately laughing because you can tell he's just having a good time with this. But just the Ronda Rousey coming out and being the grinning, waving baby face, and then the bell rings, and then you're supposed to believe she's this lethal killer, which we know she is. We know yeah. from her MMA career that she is. But the, con but the casual fan that they're trying to pull in that doesn't know about her MMA career it's just going to be like, well, wasn't she grinning just a minute ago and all nice to the crowd, and now she's snarling and beating the crap out of this woman over here? I just think she's better as a heel. I think her her attitude suits a heel better. Mm -hmm. Her skill set suits a heel better. And I think I like that they're leaning into that. I also like the fact how they finished it. I like how... Liv Morgan was trapped in the armbar, but Ronda wasn't paying attention and had her shoulders down. And the ref counted three, you know. And from one angle, it looked like Liv tapped after the three count. Another angle, it looked like Liv tapped before the three count, but the ref was it, out of position. It was between two and three. Okay. Yep. But, but it leaves that open. Mm -hmm. Ronda get Ronda gets suspended for attacking officials, you know, because she attacked the referee. So she gets storyline suspended. But you have your built-in story. Liv gets Liv gets to move on and wrestle somebody else, and they can always come bring Ronda back in to continue that story. And, and she and she would have a legit gripe. It's one of those heel turns where the heel has a legitimate gripe mm -hmm. as to why they're doing what they're doing. It's like. She tapped out, I should be the champion, but the ref sucked and didn't do his job. <laughs> so, I mean, that's and see, this is where they, this is where they should have had Jeff Jarrett. But anyway, yeah. Um, the one I like the storyline, but I think they pulled the trigger on it too early because well, right now that's her first title defense, and she's yeah. already yeah. doing that. And it, I did it to me, it makes her look a little bit weaker. And apparently, I was reading this right before we. Um, start recording. They've already started saying you tapped out, you tapped out. Yeah, the fans have started to turn on her, which um, it's funny because I also saw on Twitter, which I remember this on Raw back in January when Liv was feuding with Becky. Becky said the fans don't really want Liv to be champion. They're cheering her now. They they want her to do good. As long as she doesn't do too good, because mm. if she does too, if she does too good, then they're going to turn on you. Uh, Ric Flair had said that one time in a promo long time ago. Um, he said, "People want people want to see you do well, just not better than them." 
Right. That's and that's why he's he's like, and that's why people don't like me because I'm doing better than they are. And I mean, Becky, it was a it was all it was a wrestling promo from Becky, but she was right. People pushed people have been pushing for two years for Liv Morgan to be a champion. And now that she's a champion, they're like, Oh, well, we got what we wanted and now we don't want it. Yeah. They they want her to remain the underdog. Yeah. And it's like you can only be the underdog for so long before you either have to quit or win. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can't be an indefinite underdog. I mean, they tried that in ECW with Tommy Dreamer. Uh, Tommy Dreamer never wanted to actually win a championship in ECW. The only time Tommy Dreamer won any championships, another guy was leaving. Is yeah, the only it, reason that he ever won. He wanted to be that ultimate. The, lo- the lovable loser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But the ceiling for that is only so high before people get tired of it. And I mean, I even said not horrible, not great. No, it it was what it was. And it it, not for, not for lack of the women involved, not their issue. Mm -mm. The timing really messed it up. If they'd had more time in the match and the, I feel like the heel turn would have been accepted more organically. They would have had time to get there. But in four and a half minutes, they had to rush through everything. That's perfect example of having to play the greatest hits. Is yeah. they had they yeah. had to try to cram everything. The, the whole the match corner. was her doing an arm bar, Liv gets to the ropes. Arm bar, Liv gets to the ropes. Arm bar, uh-oh, pin. Well, yeah. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Liv tries to hit oblivion. Rhonda gets her gets her in the arm bar. You know, then we have the you know, the pin tap out situation. Four and a half minutes is just not nearly a long enough for a standard match, much less a championship match. Uh, the next segment, if you really want to call it a segment, it was just Kane coming out, making the attendance announcement. <laughs> and my only note, not a bad touch, but he's the mayor in Knox County, not Davidson. Yeah. Um, here's another problem with it. Kane said that there was over 49,000 people in that arena. Uh, and in that stadium, I said arena, in that stadium. <laughs> it, it doesn't uh, even have a roof. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there was not. There was only 39,000 and some change in there. They, uh, once again, they inflated the, um, they inflated the attendance numbers because they, they could not sell out Nissan Stadium. Nissan Stadium holds, I believe it's 69,128. It's huge. It is massive. Uh, that was my first time being in there. Uh, I would love to see a football game in that stadium because it is, it's a beautiful stadium. Um, but I'm not a Titans fan, so they'd have to play somebody I like. <laughs> so, um, but um, the entire opposite, like we were all sitting on the hard camp, you know, the back, the backside, Half the half the stadium was tarped off because when Hope and I left to go pick up this shirt, we were coming around and for the main event, we went over on the tarped off side. So we had a different view. That's when I could see the 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 Tron over the entranceway. That's the only time the whole wow. show I could see it because we went around and sat over there. Um, but yeah. When Kane said there was forty nine thousand and some change, nope, there was actually 
39,000 and some change in a stadium that holds 69,000 and some change. Oh, well, either way, I was like, hey, there's 49,000. Well, see you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was literally it. And he did the cane thing, the, you know, seeing the, seeing the power, seeing the flames come out of the, the turnbuckles was cool, seeing it live. But I mean, that was it. Another pointless segment that they could have, they could have just had the commentators say how many people were in attendance. Yeah. And again, gave that five minutes to Ronda and Liv to better book their match. Now, last match, main event. I, I will have my very first criticism of something, and I'm pretty sure you had the criticism while you were there. Mm-hmm. Champion should always come out last. Yes, that's exactly what I told Hope. I said it's disrespectful for Roman to come out first. Yep. And, and she's, like, she's like, what do you mean? I said, he is the champion. Champion should always come out last. It shows respect for the champion and respects for the championship. Yep. And she's like, you're absolutely right. Yeah, and we know they were they did that because we okay Brock's going to have some weird entrance, mm-hmm. but but either way it doesn't matter. I mean, switch up his entrance. Yeah, um, and I was going to ask you were five rows from the top. The pyrotechnics were literally like right by your head. How loud were they? Well, actually, by then we were on the backside where it was tarped off. Ah, okay, so, so we, you had moved. Okay, we had moved, but it was still loud. Those though that pyro was still loud. And I told I warned Hope this time so she wasn't so it didn't uh, you know scare her to death. I said, there's gonna be pyro for Roman. I said, when he raises the title, there's gonna be pyro for Roman. When Brock comes out, there's gonna be t- pyro for Brock. I said, so that way you're prepared. But it was it was awesome to see that live and see it circle around the top of the stadium. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Brock comes out on his tractor. That was kind of unique, and one of the things I did put of like the front loader being raised before he moved. Yeah, was very unsafe. Yeah, but I was like, why did they do that? Then it, yeah, I realized, okay, if he didn't do that, he wouldn't have been able to make it down that aisle. Yeah, he wouldn't, and yeah, he would have. I mean, if he swung it, he would have hit so many people because mm-hmm. I mean, there was no. It was that that uh, aisleway was tight, and the way that thing was raised up. I mean, of course, he's also so he can see under. Yeah, if he would have turned the wheel a little bit too much one way or the other he actually still could have tipped over. he still could have tipped it yeah so they may it's want just, to think about that the next time yeah um, i think that they i think they were counting on brock being a farm boy though and he's and yeah yeah and you stuff. saw me the way he was messing with the control i mean he knew what he was doing. oh yeah he uh, knew what he was doing i mean he has a 500 acre ranch now in canada yeah. and he grew up on a farm so he knows i mean he knows what he's doing he grew up on a farm in South Dakota, but they keep billing him as being from Minneapolis. Yeah, I know. They need to knock that off. Yeah. Um, now, the broadcast, I'm pretty sure you've seen the videos of this. When Brock did his, you know, I'm 280 yeah. pounds, which also yeah. made me feel bad because I'm like, oh, my God, I weigh more than Brock Lesnar. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, but when he tossed the, the microphone to Roman. Yeah. And you see the video where Roman just smoothly just... Yeah, that was the smoothest catch I've ever seen in wrestling. Anybody that was smoother than Steve Austin catching beers, like pr- almost over his head. I mean, yeah. Roman just literally just dropped his hand down, mm. caught it, winked at Brock like, "Yeah, the, I, I got now it. the wink." When you watch it, they yeah. didn't catch the catch. You've seen that on videos later on. Yeah, they did catch it. Said so they they went to Roman. He winked at him. Like, yeah, like, yeah, I got it. I, it's all yeah. right. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yeah, and. 
of course, Corey Graves, he was quoting, depending on who you are, it could be both. He was quoting either Iron Maiden or Revelation 12, 12. Woe to you, O earth and sea, for the devil sends the beast with wrath. That's what he had. He actually said that as part of his thing. Oh, like, okay. okay. That could be Iron Maiden or it could be Revelation 12, 12, because that's where Iron yeah. Maiden got it from. Yeah. Um, and the commentary when Brock started tractoring the ring, I, I made up a new verb, tractoring. <laughs> when he lifted the thing up and then all of a sudden the, the commentary went like, like mute. Mm-hmm. Then it came back and you're like, ah, they, they dropped a couple of GD and F-bombs. Yeah. Yeah. And, there was their seven second delay. Yeah. Yeah. And then I'm also thinking, okay, the front row fans who just paid thousands of dollars for those tickets, they can't mm-hmm. see anything now. No. Yeah. Because the, yeah. I mean, and to be honest with you, the, the match itself, there wasn't, I mean, it was a falls, it was a last minute standing. So you mm-hmm. knew it was going to, that had everything. There was nothing special about it, if that makes yeah. any sense. There, yeah, there was nothing special about it, but at the same time. It was cool to watch. I, but It was cool to watch. And honestly, I think this is the best match they've ever had. Yeah, because I, I mean, mean, they've, had, they've had to raise the bar. Yeah, quality wise, this is the best match they've ever had. And. I mean, Brock got all his stuff in. He was dominating Roman. And then, and I love, Roman doesn't get enough credit for the acting part of his character. Like, when he continuously hitting Brock with everything that he could get his hands on, and Brock is still getting up at, like, the eight count, Roman's got this look on his face, like, are you kidding me? Can you just stay down? What else do I have to do? And it was that part of it was just, it's like, that's a person who is comfortable with his character and knows how to play that character and knows how to get that over to the crowd. Paul Heyman come over there, just take the belts. This is my meal ticket. And I was like, okay, and then, then he had fived him. And, you know, yeah. that was. And kudos to Paul Heyman because <laughs> Hope said, Paul Heyman's dead. He's just, <laughs> he's just dead. And, and like the rest of the time we're watching it and she's like, he hasn't moved. Paul Heyman did not move from that spot until the Usos moved him so they could get pieces of the announce table to stack on top of Brock to keep oh. him from getting up. Um, but that was before <laughs> poor theory theory tried to cash my in my neck. My next note was <laughs> theory is a blooming idiot. Yeah. He tries to cash in. So you're catching, yep, and he gets eats an F five. Then Roman beats the crap out of him, and then it's like, can you just take that boy onto the back? Because it's not going to happen. But it it was it was good that Roman won. I like the fact that Brock gave as good as he got. Yeah, you know he not only did he get you know he got all his stuff in, like I said. But when Roman made his comeback, Brock sold tremendously for Roman. And Hope said something um, really good. She said that it speaks a lot of what Brock Lesnar must think of Roman Reigns to do the job yep. for him in the main event on pay-per-view. Yep. It, it, it speaks a lot of what Brock thinks of Roman as a person and a performer that he was willing to do the job. You know, because the way Brock's contract structured, Brock pretty much can do whatever he wants. If he doesn't want to do it, he doesn't technically have to. So 
for him to be willing to go out there, you know, take that beating from Roman and lose says a lot. Plus, after the show ended, the cameras were still on the ring. And you could tell Brock just had the time of his life because the the trainers and stuff were checking on him. And he's yeah. just laying there talking to one of the trainers and him and her are just laughing. Brock's got this huge smile on his face like he's just had the best time ever. So that that was cool to see. Because, you know, Brock gets this reputation of being just this, you know, selfish, selfish, like yeah. money-hungry person. I, and, I, and I think he softened that quite a yeah. bit because of the... I think he did start listening to the criticism because before he's yeah. like, I don't care what people think. Now I think he's realizing yeah. you need to care a little bit. And I think a lot of it is too, like when he was on Broken Skull Step Sessions, he told Steve Austin that it's like, he says, he said, I don't, I don't like people. It's not that I, he's like, it's not that I hate people. I just don't do good in social situations. So I feel like Brock yeah. might have a little bit of social anxiety too. Could be. So I'm just speculating on that. So to see him having so much fun with what he's doing is, you know, it's a good thing to see. I mean, I have social anxiety sometimes, so I understand yeah. that part. Well, overall for the entire preview, I mean, my next note is overall a good show, not perfect, but definitely mm -hmm. net positive. Um, it said some unnecessary things are not too much. No title changes, which is always kind of odd. No intercontinental title again. And is this indicative of the direction moving forward? Because, I mean, I think if it is, they're moving in a good direction. Yeah, me too. And I think it is a, um, I think it's a good direction they're headed. Uh, you can definitely see Triple H's fingerprints all over the show mm -hmm. with the way it was booked, the people that are brought back. Um, and it wasn't just a one-trick pony. It continued on Raw with focus being on Tommaso Ciampa. Plus, we got an amazing match with, the Miz, uh, Mustafa Ali, and AJ Styles. Have you seen the end of that match? I have Did not. You... Oh, the end of that match is absolutely one of the best counters I've ever seen. It's been all over. Oh, Twitter. I have. Okay, I've seen that part of it. So. Yeah, that part of it. But the, the entire match was good. But the fact that Champa is being pushed like he is, you can tell that's a Triple H decision. On SmackDown, for anybody who hasn't seen SmackDown, spoiler alert, Karrion Cross is back with the entrance, with Scarlett, which the entrance was a diversion so he could beat up Drew McIntyre. But, um, but that's what they should have done to begin with when they brought him to the main roster, not job him out to Jeff Hardy in two minutes. Um, from what I read... They're going to put Karrion Cross in the main event scene on SmackDown. Some people are not happy with that. I am perfectly fine with that because they don't have a lot of main event people on SmackDown. Raw has more main event people than SmackDown mm -hmm. does. So it's smart to put Karrion Cross there. And, you know, two time former NXT champion, he was undefeated in NXT. Um, ignore all the all the Vince McMahon crap that they gave him when he came to the main roster the first time, treat him like a killer. And that's, that's what they're doing. So I think, I think it's going to be like, it's gotten unpredictable again, which is very good for wrestling. Wrestling's always much better when 
it has an air of unpredictability. So I think WWE as a whole is headed in a good direction. Uh, they've also announced that the tournament for the women's tag team championships. Yep. Saw that earlier. Which hints to me that they're got mm-hmm. they're they're on the verge of getting Sasha and Naomi back, which is fantastic too. But some of that well, hopefully, you know, we'll be able to discuss on Monday because we need do need to go ahead and wrap up. Yeah. Uh, but once do. again, everybody, if you want to contact us, is at at armchairpickingpodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on all the social media outlets that we mentioned earlier, including the podcast. And you can also find Dwellin and his stuff, fat underscore daddy73. Mm-hmm. Yep. On on Twitter. Uh, but Monday, maybe that'd be some things we discuss. I mean, because there may be a lot to happen between now and Monday. Could be. I mm-hmm. mean, we still, we've still got, you know, today, tomorrow, you know, tomorrow, Monday during the day. So, I mean, you never know what's going to happen. So, yep. So, but we will be discussing that on Monday. So keep listening out for us. But until then, God bless. God bless.